Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 155. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Cody, and Richie. We don't have a guest this week, and we don't really have any concrete topics to talk about either. We're sort of all in between things. Uh, I had a pretty eventful weekend with stuff and just various tasks. Things got started. I'm uh, trying to figure out how I'm going to gear up the shop for projects that come for this winter the table being one of them gotta finish that piece of shit uh luke i don't know what he's doing he's got a comanche or something you should buy it um richie wants floor pans in a cage spoiler maybe (laughs) um and cody doesn't oh actually no 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 cody does have something his axle his axles are now in a building I even took most of the mud and crap off of him, and it's sitting right in front of his spot on the couch. So now he has no choice but to work on them if he wants to sit and not be inhibited by his axle. So, stay tuned. (laughs) First off, technically, it's not even my axle. We can pop right into this. The axles that were supposed to be mine were the ones that uh, Marvell started chopping up. So I just had to commit to the fact that the other ones were mine. Just, just put it out there. All right. It's an un, it's an uncleaned axle. Who gives a shit? I'll he started working on an unclean axle. No, no, no. I was just teasing. I was just teasing. It doesn't really matter. Oh, they're, 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 one's from like a two fifty, one's from a three fifty, but they're both sixties with ten five rears. It's nothing spec or ten two fives, right? Is actually what they or the ten five. Oh, okay. But yeah, so it's you know, I was just teasing around. Um but yeah, no, now I'm now I'm somehow conned into doing Sean's front axle tube, which is totally fine. And I actually do enjoy the process of uh Oh well, have you done no five before? No, no, no. I did I did a few. I did um I did Well, I have to still get Sean's from Mark. Um, um we haven't done that so yet. So we're gonna have a pair of O five pluses and we can suffer together. Hell yeah. Make it a triplet. Do you want me to cut you one up too? We'll discuss pricing off air, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have too many axles and I already have my 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 stand is at max capacity. Ryan's bringing me a 50 that I need to cut up for Jacob. Uh cuz he just wants the C's. Um oh my god. Cuz he has oh. knuckles and some other like I gave him knuckles. I don't know, maybe he already has them. I don't know. Either way, he's trying to do some ridiculous thing. So he needs the Dana 50 knuckles, but he hasn't taken them from Ryan. So Ryan's like just wants the axle gone at this point. So I already have four axles. The 50 Sean's axle, Luke's axle question mark, and then I don't know. Uh that 04 housing is nice and all, but no, if I was going to put a 60 in the J20, I'd probably just do an 05 plus just to keep them all consistent. So, <laughs> what do you want for that 04? Uh, you can have that 04. It has knuckles and is a bare housing. I'll even clean it up for you for 100 bucks. All right, I'll take it. Perfect. Um,. <laughs> I'm sure that that will be uh, not too terrible to throw on a trailer for the next time we see each other. No, just remind me. All right, it's not going um, anywhere. Yeah, I I was just shooting the shit with uh, Nick a while ago. 
I'm half tempted to, if I can, grab an O5 Plus and swap an O5 Plus under my rig and sell my current axle as a, um, like, pre-built Jeep axle, basically. Because, let's be real here, even if I just do coilovers up front, um, and I build a hydro truss, if you will, uh, I'm not really sure what you want to call it, a ram mount, um, by the time that I do all of that, I've taken an axle that's worth decent money and made it into something that is not worth decent money anymore. Um, so why not just do all that to an 05 Plus and slap a set of F550 gears in it? What do you mean it's not worth decent money? Um, it's much harder to sell a quote-unquote bolt-in front axle that has hydro compared to something that literally like takes jeep coil springs hmm i suppose yeah coil over and whatnot it makes it a little harder for somebody to just buy it and slap it under something i guess that makes sense and like if i get an axle fairly cheap off of you is it really that much money to slap a generic Super Duty truss on with a track bar mount and I already have all of my link locations? It wouldn't be that hard to copy and paste that axle. Oh, so you're just going to build it and sell it again. You yeah. sly dog. Yeah, build a 05 <laughs> Plus, slap it under my rig, sell the other axle. I suppose. So what would you so uh, I would just probably sell it. I think you uh, said the O five. You said the O five, right, Richie? No, I said O four because that's oh. that he had. Okay, sorry. Because I would just end up selling it. Like lame, you should put it under the Manchi, build the Manchi, then get a shitty ten five, slap set of gears into it, and then a sell shitty ten five. What I'm saying is, is you could probably get an extra four grand out of the fucking Manchi just by throwing a set of tons under it. Get more than that. Also, building tons is gonna. That's gonna, gonna cost. Be, you're not gonna be making any extra money by doing all if that work to put those in. What I'm saying, okay, is it really that hard to get a ton five? No. Is it really that hard to just weld the rear? No. Is it really that hard to get a set of gears for it? No. So how's it that expensive when he has the O four? And he's like, quote Even if it's something I was selling, I wouldn't want to put it together and like have it be shitty like i'd want it to be something that i wanted to drive like it'll make it easier to sell but the issue with setting something up in a way that's ideal for you or maybe not you specifically but you know most people is not it's not the cheapest way to do it i guess 14 gears are not ideal even for 37s yeah so let's um Let's run through all that Manchi shit in a minute here. But uh, back to the 05 Plus stuff. To me, it just seems like it would make sense. Um, and, like, I think that I could probably get 1500 out of that front axle. If I were to build a another front axle with, like, a torque locker and all that, it would be, like, what, 250 bucks, 300 bucks by the time that I've sold the other axle to be able to run 1550s and a 9-inch RAM instead of a 8-inch RAM. 
I think 10 inch technically, but you end up binding the 1550s. Uh, I was just saying 9 for the amount of putting that's going to have to happen for that to go in. Mm. Well, let's think of it this way. What is your weak point in the L4? Before you go bouncing into an O5 Plus, which you honestly, like, an O4 axle, while not being the 1550, 35 spline outer stock axle, you know, 1550s, 35 spline outers stock uh, situation realistically where where's you are you blowing the u-joints are you blowing the stub shafts what's so, your weak point on it realistically like it breaks the hubs it breaks stub shafts and it either wears out the inner shaft and when i say wears out i mean like the um the yoke itself ends up with a shit ton of play in it so, like, you know, the U-joint will bounce back and forth if it's not tacked in. If it is tacked in, it breaks the tacks. Um, it twists the splines on the inners. Essentially, all of the problems I have, except for the U-joints wearing out, could be solved by going to chromolies. But chromolies are expensive. Compared to the cost of literally building another axle and running 1550s. Um, With the Chromo stubs in there, I have not had the same problems with killing the stub shaft, but it just deletes hubs now. Mm -hmm. When I got back from AOP, I found out that there was a stub that failed open. I can't get it to... Or a lockout that failed locked. I'm sorry. I can't get it to unlock. Which is cool. Um, definitely preferable to failing, you know, closed. But uh, I'd be careful because that could mean your stub shaft is split. I would. Then I would that would be very off. funny. That <laughs> would be that very happened to funny. me one time with the fifty. Is is I, I I heard a pop, but it was all still locked up. I didn't really think anything of it, and I went to unlock it to drive home, and <laughs> it wouldn't unlock. I pulled the hub off and. The stuff you have to came out too. <laughs> so uh, it could have could be that it just exploded and it's all in there. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it did actually fail closed. But there's so few like the tooth contact on those mile marker hubs is just not a lot. So no, if it failed in a great. normal way. I feel like it wouldn't have locked locked up unless you like expanded the stub shaft. So. Uh, do some research or detective work, and let's let's see what's going on there. <laughs> but you can understand with where the failure points are. If I'm already at the point where I'm looking at putting flanges on it, I could put flanges, 35 spline outers, drill or bore the hubs. I mean, and do all of that jazz to an 04 axle. My only complaint with doing all of that is that the full chromoly set is fifteen hundred bucks, another two hundred bucks for the stubs. You start getting really close to the cost of building an axle that can take fifteen fifties, and like it's a what's the return on investment here? 
Yeah, I suppose. I, that is one thing that... It, I, I mean, I've blown the one stub. I blew out the one hub. I haven't yep. had any... The, it, you're not wrong. The hub design is just way stronger. Even with hubs that seemed wimpy, they've never had a problem. Yeah, uh, and with where my Jeep is at, it would just end up being throw a torque locker in there, throw... Mm -hmm. Well, I'm at it because, like, you can buy the Spicer uh, gear set for 290 bucks. Mm -hmm. throw the 10-inch ring gear in there. Like, it ends up just as a stronger axle overall. Yeah. I guess you'd have to price out, you know, exactly what it would be and determine if that's worth it for you. Um, I think you're probably on the right track. I think it probably is. Other than the fact that it's, like, you know the hours involved in building a whole nother axle is now a thing. So I, I do agree. Um, but if the, if it can be done at a point where the cost of buying the housing is not that big of a deal. And then yeah. it's just, especially if you guys strip it up there and then I run up there and grab it and grab the O four. I can come back down here, sell the O4, and like, yeah, it's going to be a shitty weekend, but I can make enough money to pay for the drive at least. Yeah, that's you would make enough to make the drive worth it. You think? Oh, easily. Holy um, shit! Right, like even if I'm being. It wouldn't all be like an instant payout, but if I grab that axle off of Graham, bring it down here, sell that for 600 bucks, I pay for the fuel cost, um, and someone gets a good deal on an axle down here. Um, then if I've got or, no fire... you know, one of the million times I head that direction, uh, <laughs> drastic... Uh, overstatement there, but it's not like I don't go to Tennessee ever. No, you do seem to spend a odd amount of time in Tennessee. Yeah, more than ever before. <laughs> we appreciate it. We're trying to drag you and uh, Curtis down here. <laughs> Sounds boring. Terrible, I know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you know what, Cody? You're absolutely right. If I really wanted to take the time and energy and lean on connections that I have, I could definitely get good money from that Comanche. I mean, you but, made the connections. Why not lean on them, you know? Come on. You're not in. wrong. But, like, where I run into an issue and all of this ends up coming down to, like, Okay, cool. So I swap the axle in one rig, and then the other rig ends up getting the front axle here. How far do I go down the rabbit hole of building that thing? Do I go to the point where, like, it's an 87? The reason that I'm pissed about this is there was a miscommunication somewhere in the chain of events that led to me getting this thing. I was told it was a high output with an AX15. It's a Renix with a BA5 or whatever the no, fuck that transmission is. No, not the puke goat. Yeah, it's got the puke goat in there. <laughs> what so did you like, call it? 
The puke goat. The Peugeot. The, oh, yeah, it's a terrible fucking BA French 10. transmission. BA5, yeah, BA10, BA10, that's what yeah. it is. Um, so, like, realistically, I'm into it for, I think, 2900 bucks. If I get what I'm into it for out of it again, I'll be happy. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go through and, uh, while it was being stored, the slave cylinder let go, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, because um, those suck to change. That's a transmission drop right there. Yeah. So, I've got that going on. Uh, it runs great. Like, starts up, runs better than my Jeep does, which is hilarious. <laughs> um it's not hard to do either, then again. <laughs> um, but, so I could probably get an AX-15 down here, swap an AX-15 into it with an external bell housing and slave and all that. And, like, I could put some time and effort into this thing, swap those under it. But then I'd have to sell it for ten grand to make the amount of effort that I'm putting into it actually worth it. You know what I mean? And in that ten grand, I need to buy a set of forties or thirty sevens and a set of okay rims. Nah, you don't or, need all that. Or and this is just my wild, crazy opinion. Keep it as is. And save it as a renter rig for me and or Cody when we come go down there. I don't want Luke's handouts. Come on now. I'll fucking take it, fly down to Tennessee for a long weekend and have a rig waiting for me to wheel. No, I think no, that's no. a great idea. Dude, honestly, if I wanted to like if I wanted to put some effort in. I could make that Comanche really nice and sell it for like five grand or six grand, but that means that I've got to go through and get an AX-15 from up north. Or I wouldn't like, even worry about that. I mean, if you and I think the error here is you're thinking about, you know, how do you build it into a crawler? Well, changing the transmission out, no matter how you slice it, is an intensive and maybe you know not for us because it's stuff we've done like we've we've all swapped the transmissions out but for a lot of people that's a significant amount of work and while the puke goat isn't the greatest transmission in the world for like normal driving it's fine now i don't know how rough this comanche is if it was a beater rig or what it was but i mean um, i think he'd be better off just cleaning it up and selling it as is um so it was definitely someone's trail rig at some point. Mm -hmm. Um it's not like I would rate it a six five or a seven mm -hmm. on the scale of everything. Um it's got some stupid mods like the usual light bar treatment and all that and you know a five and a half inch short arm lift kit. But I think that the reason I'm saying swap the transmission is if I'm going to have to drop the transmission to put in a slave cylinder, why not, like, something in there has failed, 
why not put in an AX15 and make it somewhat nice to drive? That was um, my thoughts. That was exactly so, my thoughts. So what's the difference with the BM whatever transmission? Like so the speed is it stupid gearing? Like because I've never it's even built of fish bones. Um, it, like, it splits down. It's not as easy to work on because it splits in the middle. Uh, like there's a seam on the bottom. Yep. That's how you can tell. Like if you're under an '80s Jeep and you don't know what sort of transmission it has in it. The cutoff for those was 89. People say it's later than that, but I have an 89 AX15 in my Jeep, so I know they made them then. Um, uh, That cutoff, right, when the the BA-10 (laughs) was just notorious for exploding for no reason. I don't remember if it's synchros or what exactly is wrong with it. It's just an under... um, It's not a well-beefed up transmission it's kind of like if you were to run an ax5 on behind yeah. the floor, it just wouldn't work um, okay. or it would work but it wouldn't hold up for very long so generally people just think of the puke goats as like a ticking time bomb like they're not good transmissions you don't want them uh because it's got all the problems of an in- <laughs> it's got an internal slave it's like the, the, the just the shitty design that you get from all the early Jeeps, plus yep. it's also just a transmission that's prone to exploding. So, and um, another minor net negative is the output is the 21 spline. Yep. So you have a four cylinder, um, essentially, transmission behind a six cylinder. Like if you were to use the AX5 and 15 ratings, for a uh, light duty and a moderate duty, this thing would be like an AX7 or an AX8. It's slightly better than an AX5, but really it's a four-cylinder transmission behind a, you know, six-cylinder. So it's, just... so it's a beefy four-cylinder transmission is kind of what you're saying? I wouldn't call it beefy, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's something. It would be an acceptable four-cylinder <laughs> transmission. Okay, so there's there's an even simpler solution than uh, swapping out for an AX15. Just pop two spark plug wires off. Boom. <laughs> it would still run, apparently, according to Graham's uh, textbook. You know. Yeah, they run. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, you need all the spark plugs. Otherwise, uh, no, probably not for an 87. Mine's too smart. It knows when it's not firing all the cylinders and it turns off after a couple <laughs> minutes. But if it just has a dizzy in there, it's not going to know the difference. Exactly. So problem solves. Boom. You're you're golden. Yeah. I. Yes. Um, I have to go through it this weekend and evaluate if I'm going to try and continue to sell it for what I'm into it for to just be out that money or like maybe not out that money, but to get that money back or to decide if I'm going to fix it at all or not and go for more money. Cause like, it's not a bad Comanche at all. Like, but it was someone's trail rig. It does have some stupid fixes in there. On the other hand, I could probably put a grand into it 
maybe two grand and walk away making three plus the grand that I had into it back. You know what I mean? It it's got what, thirty fives on it? It has thirty ones on it right now. It's got thirty ones on it. Yep. Well so I'm I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say the thirty fives would fit relatively easily on it. And I'm assuming it has something along the lines of a thirty eight and a quarter combo for the axles. It does. Oh, it does have an eight and a quarter in an eighty seven? Yeah. No, it's been swapped. It's got Cherokee. Oh, gotcha. This is another this is another great point on this lovely gem of a Comanche that I now have. It has a Cherokee axle slammed under it, spring under axle, where they bent the shackles to get the leafs to fit where they had to. Yeah, because isn't the Cherokee axle the perches are a little thin then? Okay. Um, or is it? Oh, or are they white? Hi, Nick. Good. Yo, what Hi, up, Nick? Give me a second. Do oh, your yeah, thing. Can you hear me fine? Yeah, we can. Yeah, hear someone. Good. Oh hell yeah! Um, <laughs> I'm in the car, so I'm trying to make things work real quick. <laughs> Jesus fucking one? Christ! Um, Dude, I just got off work. All right, give me a break. well welcome to the podcast nick um so back to your question there richie on the cherokees they hang the leaf hangers off the side of the frame on the comanches they're partially under it up front actually fully under it not to interrupt yeah okay you know more about comanches than i do um so the perches are wider. So these perches are like bent to fuck to get this Cherokee axle to work. And I really want to go through and like clean it up, put an actually nice set of shackles in it, um, like build a decent out of leaf leaf spring pack under it, convert it back to a uh, three inch lift and put my three inch oh, coils God. under it. Hold on. Hey, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. You're good. There we go. Got it. I think that should be better. Yes, yeah. much better. Okay. You're much good. better. Yeah. Um, I got it. I got it figured out. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. Yeah, you're good. But oh, like... You're budless. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those came with A25s in them. I didn't realize that they didn't. No, that's a newer... It's newer actually... Thing. I think that's... Uh, yeah. When did they start making those? 93. The last um, year of the Comanche was 91 and a half. Yeah. I'm pretty so, sure the Comanches either came with... They didn't come with a 44? I would have thought they'd come with a 44. No, they came 44 with a 45. Rears. Yeah. No, I have two 44 rears under two different Comanches. Factory. Huh. I'm not saying that those don't exist, but the vast majority of them, especially like this one's a base model, came with a you know, 30, uh, 35 combo. Yeah. Really? They put the, uh, 35s in the back of those things? Yeah, they, they did. did. What were they thinking? They went from a 35 to an 825, then back to a 35. That's fucking dumb. Well, originally they had the 35 and the 44, and the 44 is a cunt hair stronger than an eight and a quarter. But more aftermarket support why they're yeah. more desirable. Basically that, yeah. 
like uh, an eight and a quarter, you've got two manufacturers of shafts, uh, whereas the 44, if I remember right, you can use TJ shafts, so there's like 12 different brands of chromos that you can buy for you it. You can use TJ shafts, but the um, backing plate is slightly different. It works. I modified one and I made it work, but uh, it's not quite the same. I'm pretty sure you can put like a 35 spline 44 shaft in, though. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's a thing. You can It'd be stupid, uh, but you could do it. No, there's definitely a place for 35 spline 44 shit. I was just talking yes. with Logan about that. Um, I think that the Jaina 54s with 35 spline stuff are kind of cool. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of like a poor man's 9 inch. Yeah. Like 9 inch king over here, too. <laughs> just freshly joined. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Hmm. Yeah, you can't. You can no longer call him the the thirty thirty fucking king. Oh me? Yeah, dude. That yeah, can't little, be yeah. fucking sold it, dude. I did. I still have the thirties to be. They they sell them to, to, to Cody. No, I don't want them. No, I'm man. just gonna do another dumb thing and just build another one uh, with thirties under it. <laughs> you didn't learn your fucking lesson, huh? It's got to make it a single-seater no. this time. With a, ooh, I, that's what I was A single-seater with a four-cylinder, an aluminum No, smaller. Cylinder. Find, like, a three-cylinder. I'll find a no, do the ATV. Dana 30s, it has to... Uh, three is the magic number here. So it's got to be a three-seater, three-cylinder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can three get wheels. you, like, an triple. <laughs> three three tubing all the way around. <laughs> Or three quarter inch tubing. Um, th- yeah, three quarter inch, solid three quarter inch all the way. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, I did. I did get rid of the buggy. Um, what was that? Two weekends ago now? I don't even know. I Last heard weekend, maybe? rumors of it. Yeah, it was. I think it was two weekends ago. Somebody mentioned it about a week ago. So you must have sold it before then. It was wait. No, it was, it was not this past weekend, the weekend before. Yeah, so two weekends ago. Yes, or, a I'd say gentleman I was dead, from Michigan. But I never saw it. it. I was never attached to it. It was cool, but... Yeah, no. I uh, don't really miss it. <laughs> How did that, but, uh, uh, that go down? I mean, did he want it for the chassis, or did you... He wanted it for the chassis. I had it on, I mean... You guys saw it. I had it on Marketplace for I don't even know how long. Um, quite a while. Quite a while. And I only had a few tire kickers on it, really, and then some goofy trades that I didn't want. Mm-hmm. And then some guy messaged me, and he's like, hey, my friend is interested in this. Here's his number if you could give him a call. I gave the guy a call. Super serious dude. He was looking for a buggy or some sort of chassis so he could build a rig for his kids because his mm-hmm. kids wanted to start, like, doing more than riding in the backseat. Yep. Um, I never found out the guy's last name. I know his first name's John. He's from Michigan. He has a uh, K5 Blazer with a 4BT Cummins on a uh, Kingpin 60 and a rear 70 on 40s and coilovers in all four corners. Hmm. So it's a pretty sweet rig. Uh, He wanted the chassis to put it on 60s or actual tons and 40s. 
Yep. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm willing to separate the axles because I know they're not what anybody is looking for. Why yep. didn't you sell them on your axles then that just came out of the Cherokee? Because I don't have them yet. The, the what? The 44 and 60 that were in your Cherokee? Oh, the 44 and 60? Those are sold. Sorry. I sold those oh, before shit. I sold the buggy. When did you, you guys sell are those? Behind. So I sold well, those. <laughs> those are gone. I don't have the three quarter tons anymore. I ordered a pair of nines from TTR. Damn, um, and then I sold the buggy. So the Cherokee, the next time you guys will see it, will be on nines front and rear. And I picked up some forties. Did you like doing? Are they like cool nines or are they just dumb? Um, uh, what do you define cool nines? I don't know. You tell me. What do they got? I'll tell you uh, if they're cool or not. So the <laughs> they go through judgment. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the fronts uh, 05 plus outers with shafts. So it's a super duty front, technically. Mm-hmm. Super duty front. I'm with trying extra to steps. source. Well, yeah. So <laughs> nine inch center, super duty front, stock, super duty shafts, full hydro ram and a truss. The rear is 14 bolt spindles, hubs, and uh, like K5 brakes with a nine inch center. Um, offset, so the axle shafts are equal length. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Built to uh, built to Super Duty with, well, ordered to Super Duty with. They haven't been built yet, but. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping my eight on six and a half. I'm going to drill the front out. Yeah, it makes sense for you. Since um, I already have the bead locks that are eight and six and a half, so. Yeah, it's not the end of the world to drill them out. I'm we were drilling. Them I, I bought the jig from Moto Built on their Black Friday sale, so it was like twelve dollars or something stupid cheap. <laughs> That's like, not yeah, bad at all. We so were just talking. Much... Oh, oh, what? Sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Not after you. <laughs> oh, I was just saying we were talking about 1550s earlier. That's going to be a massive upgrade under your shitbox. I'm trying to source some. So if anybody knows where any are, let me know. O'Reilly's. You can buy them from our. Aren't they like O'Reilly's. $400 at O'Reilly's for a pair? Less than that. I yeah, sent dirt. you a link to them for three hundred and twenty-five bucks shipped. I don't they know do. what I you, you go to your local out. O'Reilly's. You ask for stock. Is it F five fifty shafts? I think they're four four fifty uh, or five fifty. I don't know. It's I think I said five fifty four fifty. I don't know. Either yeah. way, I went I to the store. I think it's four fifty and up or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. Technically, they can have them there the next. You know, in an hour, technically, depending yeah. on how close you are to the warehouse, they have that shit on stock. Mm, um, I'm gonna have to Ron, order some then. Yeah, you can do them through that way, or you can get them through Bronco Graveyard, and oh, it's like 150 about, yeah. bucks a side. So, like, if you break on the trail, you can get them through O'Reilly's. If you want to fucking save a hundred bucks, order them through Bronco Graveyard. They're cheap as shit. Yeah. I'm going to have to buy some. I have Now I have two. Well, I ordered a set of 1480s with it because that's all that TTR had. Some takeouts for like $60 or something oh, stupid cheap. Keep <laughs> and those then I traded, I traded uh, a 231 case for another set from Brandon Reed when I was up there picking up his old 40s. Brandito's fucking Brandito. 
He's a goddamn meme. Yes, he is. <laughs> he there, is there is no other way to describe this dude. Yeah, I haven't met him yet. I'm excited to, though. Luke gets a chub you every will. time somebody mentions his name. You little, will. Little chub. No, large um, chub. I've, been, I've to witnessed be every episode. Yeah. Isn't uh, Frankie coming down to the meet and beat, too? I thought I uh, saw we're, that. We're trying group. to get as many waltz as we possibly can there. So, like, two? No, it'll be more than that this time. Um, yeah. Is rumor Gary's rig going to be finished? What? Gary's rig will never be finished. Aww. We uh, We don't know. <laughs> I know he'd like it to be, but I also know that the last time he told me anything, he had a lot of money's worth of stuff to order. Which, by that, it's not like a large amount of things, it's just expensive things. Mm. But um, All right, his well, only downfall like, is he's a brand whore, so he wants to buy the name brand stuff. Uh, yep, that, that'll get you. That's an additional cost. That's an upcharge, is what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Self-given upcharge. Yeah. Yeah, but on Facebook, he's going to look baller, you know? So oh, it's okay. going to look cool, and at least, I mean, he welded out the chassis at my house, and the chassis looks good. That's good. Uh, so the chassis is fully welded now. But, like, is Kyle even a Walt? Uh, not yet, no. We, uh, okay. He's been hey, his real name's Kyle? His real name's Kyle. Oh, no shit, huh? I probably should we know call him. We call it, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. If I remember right, he works with Frankie, and that's where the whole Gary nickname came from. Yeah, Gary came from his work because there was another guy named Kyle who had been there longer and was older, and his last name is Geralt. So they started calling him Gary from his last name. And then I found out about it from our Snap-on guy, because we had the same Snap-on guy at the time. And Kyle, I think he probably still hates it a little bit, but uh, he's at least grown to accept it. Um, he hated it originally. And so we would just call him that jokingly to make him angry. And then it caught on because there was, at one point, like three other Kyles in our wheeling group. So there was a <laughs> lot of Kyles to juggle around. God damn it, Gary. It makes sense, though, you know? Just at certain points, you just gotta accept it. You know? Uh, I mean, I think Gary's a baller-ass name, not gonna lie. <laughs> we, uh... We have gotten down to more so being he's Kyle when he's not absolutely blasted, and then he turns into a gremlin. <laughs> turns into a Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into Gary, gremlin Gary. <laughs> or goblin Gary, depending on how much he's had to drink. <laughs> two different levels of Gary. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Dependent on that. So, uh, anyways, the meet and beat is going to be a riot, from what I understand. To say the least, yeah. Um, I'm planning on having my Cherokee there. I already put in for the vacation time. I should probably do the same. It's a good call. I'm just not going to work. You can say you're just going to sh- not show up to work? Yep. That's my plan. Oh boy, I don't think that's no a good call, call. No show. I'm in Tennessee. No, that, that that's how you got to do vacation at my work. Just not show up. 
Oh, yeah. I feel like you know I have a pretty lenient job, but like they would not be happy about that one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't always I give the proper notice, him. but I fill out my uh, my this guy gonna time off request. Listen, <laughs> I still don't know if my honeymoon got approved from fucking four years ago. What the fuck? I put in for that shit almost eight months in advance. Did you get written up for it? No, no, no. Then I got approved. No, but that's the thing. You don't get told it's approved or not. You're told we'll see. Yeah, well, you put the time in. They say we'll see, and then they never hear back, so you take your vacation time. It's a yes unless they say no. Basically. Duh. It's easier to not give them the option to say no. I suppose. Yeah, you just say, I'm not going to be here. Yeah, so you've got to go to a, a funeral or something. It's in Tennessee. That's Can't a bad call. It's a great I just put the vacation time in the book, and like, it's in for next year at this point. Like, we haven't even rolled over the date yet. You can get fucked. I'm taking. You have a, that you time have a off. dentist appointment. It's a big one. A dentist appointment? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. A weekend I... long dentist appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a week off for my wisdom teeth, and holy fuck, did I need every fucking minute of that week off. Because they got fucking impacted, so I was fucking dying. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm glad I haven't had to do that. It's fine, you're young. You'll have to deal with that in like four to eight years. You don't I'm have like to. marginally younger than you are. I know, that's why Here I'm saying. <laughs> and you technically do not have to. It depends on... I got on... mine out pretty late, too. This is a weird tangent, but... <laughs> it is a very, uh, weird sidetrack. <laughs> we'll get back to the Comanche eventually. No, nah, fuck that <laughs> thing. Terrible. Yeah, fuck that thing. You want another one? The thing has yeah, sure. A four-door Comanche? Those aren't yeah. real. You're lying. I know. It's hat. not gonna be. It's not gonna be real come springtime. So <laughs> just cut it into two pieces and sell it as a Cherokee and a Comanche. Half of each. Uh, somebody suggested me to sell it to Dom Stacks. But... <laughs> you should. Sure. I'm gonna take the tailgate first, though. <laughs> Mine. He's got. All he's right. probably got other ones. Sell the. Uh, sell the tailgate. He has three of them. <laughs> uh dude you should uh sell the tailgate to cody kilmer just to piss him off oh that's his rival now right i've seen a bit about yeah that. cody Kil- the guy who i bought my yellow jeep not from but yes. who owned it yes yeah that fucker smoked a lot of weed in that j20 because i took the headliner out and i was driving with it in the passenger seat and i like Nearly got, got a secondhand high from the fucking headliner. <laughs> Dude, fucking, when him and Dom Stacks got into it, the only thing that I had to say was like, yeah, I've dealt with the guy, and yeah, that sounds like something he would do. Uh, Did you see that? What, uh, ha- what that happened? I need to hear the tape. So, apparently... Cody was trying to sell like 30 something fucking Comanche tailgates as a package deal. 
What? Who the fuck is going to buy 30 Comanche tailgates? Well, right? Dom Stacks. Dom. Yep. And you can imagine how well that went over because it was like two autistic retards fighting over I don't know what the fuck it was. Starburst thrown on the ground or something. It <laughs> was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> how does that even happen? <laughs> I don't know. It was just like the most childish insults that these two could throw at each other. Oh, and then a uh, Jeep part outer in 2023. Yeah, and then fucking Cody's like, I live in Connecticut too. I sell a bunch of spare parts. You should probably think about what you're trying to say. And I'm like, dude, I don't even live in Connecticut anymore. What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> He uh, sells spare parts, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Chromosomes or not? <laughs> Did you see uh, Dex, Dex Jeeps was jabbing at Dom now? I don't know the dude that, that has like the he has like the stock caged Cherokees, and he just beats the every living hell out of them. No. There's been like a bunch caged. of videos of him going around lately, like internally caged. They're like on like 33s or 35s, and he just rips on them at like bouncer events or something mm-hmm. like that. And why was he ripping into Dom? Oh, uh, well, so Dom has that. Uh, that was really weird. I just got passed by a, I think police Prius. truck. I don't really know. No, it was like a Silverado with only blue flashing lights. Huh. Probably a fake cop, not not real. I don't I don't really know to be honest. He just flew past like five cars in front of me. Hmm. That was a little odd. He could be like a junior firefighter. <laughs> oh no, there's an accident ahead of me. That's why. Oh, Driving yeah. adventures with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So Dom um has that like, it's like a Comanche. On an S10 chassis, I think was what I was reading on one of the posts, and he was putting an LS in it, and he painted it like every different color that you possibly can for each component of the engine. Kind of like the uh, like a play school like, motor. Yeah, and somebody compared it to the uh, Harlequin VW stuff, except it was not the right shades or the right colors for that. What did you call it? Har- it's like Harlequin. You sure it's, it's not, not Harley like, Quinn? Not Harley Quinn. No, it's not. It's not Harley right. Quinn. Look it up. It's Harley yeah, Quinn. All right. Yeah. Tell me to get educated. It's a it is. It is. They're um, ugly as sin. I don't know why people like them. Yeah, but so somebody cool. was comparing it to that, and then this Dex Jeeps guy posts a picture of an L of an LS sitting in some Jeep, and he had put like a red shop rag on one of the valve covers, like a blue shop rag on another. And something else to make it kind of look the same. And he's like, uh, guess who I am right now? <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of cops right now. I'm not going to lie. You should get pulled over. We should, I, they should be like, what's that uh, impractical cops. joker? Then we'll tell you what to say and see if you get arrested. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. I'm on my camera too and we can get it. Somebody can record the video of this. <laughs> I promise it won't end. Join the podcast. <laughs> so, so far, there's a 
A Colorado, a Dodd. Oh, yeah, no, that minivan is smoked. Was Did the Colorado smoke the minivan? It was a Honda Odyssey, like a Dodge Journey, and a Colorado. The Odyssey was looking a little worse for wear. How smoked was the Colorado? Uh, I I didn't see any damage on it, but I think it might have been a witness because there was a guy like standing out back talking to the cops. He's a witness. I'm assuming oh, he was a just snitch. a witness to the accident. Yeah. He's a snitch. <laughs> Damn. Um, well, anyways. Uh, I got something for us. Dude, how, many, how many EMS vehicles need to... All right, crash reporter. Let's let's it's simmer down over there. Per victim. Speaking Sorry, about normal go. fucking traffic vehicles, guess what? Something Jeep's finally doing that I'm so happy that they're doing. Take a uh, guess. Getting Take on guess. the top Peggy? ten most unreliable vehicles list for the year. Nope, they're finally getting rid of the fucking renegade. Thank God they're getting rid of that ugly piece of shit. Did I'm you see so what they were? Did you see the concept Solid. that they came out with though? No, for what? called uh it's called like the recon i think and it's supposed to be an all-electric yeah recon and it looks EV. vaguely oh, like no! it looks no! vaguely like a renegade but more boxy <laughs> like if you took a baby oh, bronco it's... and a renegade and put them together that about... is no that is atrocious but the worst part is people are gonna buy them that's what sucks yeah. here is people are actually i just sent a post a uh, picture oh, oh that thing cool. is it looks like a commander and a it's uh, a it's a really janky looking thing. Yeah, it's where did yeah. you send it? I actually sent it to editing and timestamps, but I don't think I don't think people can. I'll just post it into the general chat. It's kind of definitely not in the other one. Honestly, yeah. like I'm, the the Ew. Jeep girls on the shit nowadays just don't like hit. A Hummer girl. No, like, yeah, yeah like, no, that looks way worse than the picture that I saw of it. Holy cow. <laughs> Why are the it's doors not, off? That is a I saw one of it with minivan. doors and it was green and it looked a little bit better than that. Wait, That's well, do you know the worst part about the doors being off? Is that it's not even like their Jeep doors taking off. It literally has the hinges still attached. It just looks wrong. It's not supposed to be they're not supposed to come off. The front ones have the door like the Jeep door hinges, but then the rear it literally just like they unbolted it. They're like, Yeah, you can take the doors off. <laughs> like every it, Cherokee owner ever that only takes the front doors off. Yeah, that's so funny. I take I, myself included. <laughs> also, a little fun thing to talk about is that the uh, because you know Jeep clearly they love their EVs. Um, there's actually currently now a recall on the new 2021 to 2023 uh, Wrangler XEs, which is like a hybrid. Is that they've been recently yep. having them catch on fire while they're charging in people's houses, which is just that's fucking cool. hilarious. So yeah, well, I can't say that I'm surprised because everything else that's fully EV likes to catch on fire too. So yeah, if you're Electric interested stuff. in uh, to, yeah, so basically, that's just on par with everything else. <laughs> So if you want a recon, there you go. You got something. It comes with an in-house heater, too. You'll be perfect. Be nice and toasty <laughs> for you. Just charge it right in your garage. Crispy, nope. some might even say. <laughs> I, w I was actually thinking about that whole EV because I was talking to the guy that I sold the buggy to a little bit about EV stuff for whatever reason. And uh, we talked about how Jesse Haynes is building a like, Tesla motor buggy. Yeah. Moon uh, buggy. 
I believe he's in works with um with Caleb, the guy that we had on here, him uh, and his father. Yeah, I think I think so. So because Caleb was talking to me. Yeah, Caleb was doing a little bit of talking with me about it a while back. Um, I've actually chatted him since the podcast. Um, and he was saying that he was interested because, you know, if something that comes up in the future, can't run, you know, whatever vehicle. And also they think that it could do really, really well, especially with the new um, like electronic hydro steering systems that you can do. Yeah. Um, that it could work pretty well. The only thing is, is like, I don't know, man, I don't want to like fire's bad and those things seem to catch on fire often so i'm all set that's Fuck what that. i was thinking about after that because i didn't mention that when i talked to the guy and then i was thinking about it like a couple days later and i was like man that really like the concept is really cool because especially on a moon buggy you can literally drive the thing upside down and not yeah. have an issue but also if you're in the middle of the woods somewhere with something ev and that sucker catches on fire you it's might fucked. be starting a wildfire out there, depending on what time of the year you're out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I was just thinking that too. Because think of a fire suppression system for a normal vehicle. It work, they're pretty cheap. You know, you just got to run the lines. Yada yada yada. You ain't running a fire suppression system for like. A you better battery. hope that there's a fucking lake so you could drive it into it and then just be like, well, it sleeps there now. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you pull mean, it out, you it'll still be on fire. Out. The Teslas they have to let them burn all the way through until they're done. Yeah. yeah. Like those batteries, like you can't put them out. So like, what nah, happens if something happens so on the trail? Volatile, you know. The, the most thing to do is just keep the area around the battery hosed down to prevent it from spreading further. Yeah, I don't know. It's a problem yet to be solved. I'm sure there's some chemical combination that'll unfuck it. Not that we have discovered. <laughs> Even though it would be sick, instantaneous torque running upside down, like that would be fucking cool. So, but I, so hopefully one day they come up with an idea that actually fucking works, because that'd be pretty fucking rad. Yeah, it's a very cool concept, but concept and reality to me just don't match up. It's like communism. It sounds great on paper. Long live the internal combustion engine. I yeah. fucking hope so, man. That would suck if they got rid of it. I don't think they will, because there was a whole lot of backlash lately with uh, fully EV stuff I saw. What kind of stuff? And I think there's some, some lawsuits or something going on. I don't remember exactly, but I was like browsing through a couple of uh, articles online. And everybody Dude, was talking about you... how there's a lot of companies that are getting themselves in trouble. And then... Uh, Toyota. They only do hybrids, and they're like hybrids is the way to go. I could see that making sense. Like I, I'm more of a fan of hybrid than a full electric vehicle. I, I just yeah, I don't for longer term like driving an electric just almost doesn't make sense. They're slow to charge. No matter how fast your fast charging is, you're still waiting around. It's well, wasn't it Germany that was contemplated doing the um, the magnets in the roads? And yeah, then that, that's like a massive it. infrastructure change, so that'll never happen. Yeah, that's a it, that's like an idealist thing. Like maybe they'll put one highway or so one I think, road in that has it. But yeah, it won't happen in our lifetimes. That's for sure. 
So I think that that is something that would be possible in a small, wealthy European country, right? Like, it really ends up in a situation where, because of the infrastructure sizing in America, it wouldn't be viable. Um, If I remember correctly, we have some insane amount of roads compared to, like, the majority of Europe. I forget what the difference is in total, like, actual mileage it is, but it's significant. Um, So I don't ever actually see that being a practicable way to charge stuff. Um, and I question the efficiency until we hit a point where you can have a solid state battery of a hybrid vehicle, but I think we're getting improvements and closer to the point of hybrids working well, especially in like the trucking area, similar to, uh, diesel electric trains. Then again, uh, go ahead, Richie. Uh, I was just going to say, look at what uh, Edison Motors is doing. I was going to say, I've seen a lot of stuff about them recently. Uh, it's, it's, a full, it's a fully electric uh, vocational semi-truck with a diesel-powered generator in the front. What? So yeah. you, you could pull the diesel motor uh, out, the truck would what? still... But why would that be beneficial? Like, you're going to... How much are you going to... You're still burning diesel... Yeah, and then um, it's a the, significantly the diesel, less amount, though. It the the diesel the is set up to uh, run at peak efficiency, so it starts up immediately, goes to peak efficiency RPMs, so it'll consume less battery. Uh, I'm sorry, less fuel. fuel. Uh, <laughs> it would only turn on if the batteries need the extra charge, hmm. because still has all the regenerative braking and all the other doodads to like recoup power you can still truck into charge to fill up your batteries yep and i think their specific use their specific use case at least initially here is it's it's for logging so they're going up a hill where they need the electric charge or the you know the diesel to be running but then on the downhill no, no 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 that that that's like a hybrid that yep. that motor only runs to charge up the batteries. Yeah. So they yeah. Can go up and down, up and down hills, and be only using battery power. Yeah, and, and the downhill you get all the regen from the braking yep. and all the other stuff. Consider with the regen though is the I mean how much fucking heat is that thing gonna produce when it's just like it's it's got to create not, it's a the, magnet. It, okay, but. Th- Okay. That region right. breaking is is magnet. It's a reverse polarity. It generates charge as opposed to heat. All right. I don't know anything about them, so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean energy goes somewhere. It either goes into heat or it goes into electricity or it goes into something, right? Yeah. So if they're if they're I mean, yeah, if you use a traditional brake, you would be creating heat. But if you're using some the magnet system that they use for regenerative braking, and I'm not a regenerative braking guru by any means but i do understand to some extent how the magnets work in things like that's you're creating electricity by doing that and the resistance is creating that you're not creating heat nothing is touching to my knowledge or very yep. little touching is involved so uh um, it's all going into energy 
My whole viewpoint, though, is if they seriously want a lot of our automobile-related industries to go EV, that something along those lines would be the more realistic long-term solution versus something that is fully EV that you have to sit there and wait for it to charge to drive. You know, I, I yeah. would much able to just have it automatically turn its own generator on, run for an hour, charge up the batteries as I'm driving, and then turn itself back off. That, that's another point solution. Another point that I find that's kind of cool about those is the potential for long haul trucking. If you were able to get the battery situation to a point where if the engine is running, you can pull a large grade at, say, the 80,000 pound max weight. Um, Say, for example, some of the grades in the Rockies or whatever, XYZ with the battery percentage. um, I think that it would be a very beneficial setup to run a smaller motor on a larger um, weight metric, if you will, instead of, say, requiring an ISX, be able to run it off of, like, a Cummins ISC, if that makes sense, running at peak efficiency. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that that's the whole point, is that the electric motor is supposed to be able to take the brunt of the torque and power needs and then the as it draws heavier from the batteries that's when the generator would kick on to keep those batteries supplemented until you're able to get off of the heavy draw from from my understanding of what i've seen another thing to point out here is they they did a test drive i think they they towed uh the boss garages uh tank thing <laughs> that he has and yeah, uh, they- the 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 thing with the electric motor is you know that since the torque's instantaneous they they basically said they couldn't even feel the trailer on the back of the truck they hadn't towed anything with it before it's still in like a uh an early development phase where they don't have a license to drive it on the road i don't think but they uh, were if they do it's just they're going through the process of getting all the testing done for it to be certified to actually all loads down the road plus they're doing all their stress testing and power output testing and yada yada yep but from 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 what they said it was like and it makes sense because you think about instantaneous torque and how important that is for you know the trucking industry is having torque and they i i think you know as much as people say that you know uh, that trucking wouldn't benefit from evs i think if you applied it in the right way which i think edison is doing a pretty good job of is uh you know it's a a guy who's been in trucking for years designing a truck an electric truck versus tesla or something i think that's the biggest one and that's i think why it's called edison because <laughs> it's uh it was tesla yeah, truck it definitely is, was was this gaudy ass uh like dildo looking truck thing well that... no so, so Bro, if your dildos look like that you gotta get new ones my man that looks painful <laughs> oh my it's called... no but you know it's like aerodynamic and smooth and uh, it's just not. Brained. It's all. Uh, it's all no. for 
it's all flashy and not necessarily functional. It's not what people need or want. And it's an electric vehicle. Like it doesn't need to be aerodynamic. And it's a truck. They're not aerodynamic anyways. Yeah, how can I throw this eighty thousand pound brick into the wind? <laughs> yeah. Let's make our truck uh aerodynamic so we can tow a square house behind it and have all the drag from that. <laughs> so push so it's called Edison Thomas Edison, but their slogan though is stealing Tesla's idea. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you that's what their slogan is. Yeah, that's their actual slogan. Yeah, t- Tesla will have zero issue with that. I promise. There's no lawsuit waiting for him. Well, I mean, the it's a play on, you know, Thomas Edison created the light bulb, but I'm pretty sure Nikola Tesla did something, or maybe that's the wrong. I don't know what the, the two are. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, it's um, AC versus DC uh, power. Edison versus Tesla, I believe. I could that, be completely wrong. It's one of them. That, that that's why their uh, their first test truck is called uh, Topsy. After the Topsy? elephant. What the fuck is a Topsy? The the name of the elephant that Thomas Edison fried. No. <laughs> how the fuck would I have known that, man? You gotta give me some background. Well, that's how info. that's how Edison, uh, you know, pushed everyone away from uh, DC, I believe, right? Because it was dangerous. Uh, no, they were trying to get, or they were trying to show AC was more dangerous because yeah. it causes the twitch muscles in the body to act up, whereas DC is more humane because it just fries your heart, you know. Mm. Oh yeah, as if it's that crazy. was more humane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Death or twitchy? I'm gonna go twitchy. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Jeez. At least that's what I remember about the uh, Tesla versus Edison debacle back in the, uh, what was it, 1900s? 1900s, 1800s, one of those two. Yeah, a vague history lesson uh, from idiots. You're welcome, everyone who (laughs) listens to this. Uh, Do some fact-checking. We're probably wrong. We're probably completely wrong. (laughs) Very good possibility of being wrong. Do not quote us because we can't even quote ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't claim to be that smart. Well, Um, on that note, boys, seems like we're kind of slowing down here a little bit. Absolutely not. Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? Y'all, there was like 40 seconds of pausing what? between y'all oh. talking. I mean, well, we're just phasing out the Thomas yeah. Edison talk, okay? We're moving okay. on to the next topic. All right. <laughs> so, uh, baboon disease. Uh, baboon I, disease? I, <laughs> <laughs> just because we're on random ass fucking topics. <laughs> it's a made up disease. I just made it up right now. It's probably real, but I don't know. <laughs> That's for the fact checkers to figure out. <laughs> so what's this um, fa- fabulous topic we're going to talk about? Yeah, well, in other news, uh, on a more serious note, um, well, I'm sure baboon disease is very serious. Um, <laughs> Babel, or I'm, my, my shop is fucked uh, with all the others. I know I mentioned the axles. I didn't mention the lift. If anybody wants a relatively cheap 9,000 pound lift and wants to know the details on it 
uh, hit me up. I'm just trying to get it out of my shop at this point. I have no need for it. I can't use it. I have used it in the past, so let me know. Otherwise, I'll post it and get it the fuck out for a very low price. So we shall see what happens with that. But I'm also like suddenly got the urge, actually, like today. <laughs> I need a toolbox very badly. Uh, and I've like previously was kind of against uh, you know Harbor Freight stuff, but the I was initially looking at U.S. General because it's like it's just a basic bullshit toolbox. But then I was looking at the icons, and like the prices on those are pretty decent. They're deep. They're deeper than the uh, the U.S. Generals, which was like the main thing that made me look at them. But I don't know how many of you guys have experience here with toolboxes and what's good, oh. and what's worth of money or what. But I need to figure something out, especially think- just with. I got uh, a little not, not to interrupt uh, my Go professional mechanic days. I think personally, so the icon stuff is nice, but if you're going to be looking in that price realm, you might as well just go on and look at like used snap-on boxes on Marketplace mm-hmm. because they uh, depreciate a lot the second they roll off of the truck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You could always, if you have a contact with a Snap-on guy, you could always talk to them about um, not recall boxes, but like what's it called when people don't pay pay their payments, they get repoed. Yeah, repo box. Oh yeah, that is a thing too. Repo boxes are definitely a thing. I was looking at one a while back when I was pretending to be a mechanic for a bit there, and I remember the guy was like offering me for like thirty five hundred bucks, and it was like a ten thousand dollar toolbox. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've got. My uh. The box I have, I got it from a buddy, but he got it on Marketplace originally. Gave him twenty two hundred bucks for it. It's a ten thousand dollar box. Damn. It's a double yeah, bay, extra tall, extra deep. So it's thirty inches deep, fifty four wide, and like forty something tall, I think. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean and that's, that's a used snap on. So I think if you're looking for more of a budget, I think the U.S. General ones are not bad, honestly, and they've been upping their quality recently. I know they just yeah. released a new series. I was watching a video about it, the Series 3 stuff. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty yeah. legit for like a decent price. Obviously, you know. won't be using it in a professional application, so it's not like you need a Snap-on box or anything. But uh, I think for the price a... range of the Icon ones, yeah, the Snap-on ones a better option. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. My thing is like... I, I, I do it for fun. It's not a full-time thing for sure, but I'm not nice to my things. <laughs> there's so, there's stuff that I enjoy skimping on and stuff that I don't want to skimp Nick, on. Nick, are you popping popcorn, brother? Um, I'm <laughs> he's, sorry. He, he's galloping on a horse. I'm, I'm like. trying to quietly take my trash Look, I'm trying to be quiet, okay? You're doing great. No, you're good. It just kind of sounds like you're making a little, you know, nighttime snack. My driveway is not the smoothest that there is. Oh, that. It's probably gravel or something, right? It's uh, mostly gravel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's. I've always heard gravel super smooth. Yeah. The smoothest there is. <laughs> Gotta get you a whacker out there. Whack that gravel back down. Make it smooth. <laughs> um, back to your topic at hand here, Grumbo. Yep. Where I work, they use U.S. Generals for the like 
guys that actually rip the parts out of the presses when the presses break down. Mm-hmm. And um, so far, so good. They're not nice to shit, but nothing's broken yet. And they've been using them for six months. Take that for whatever it's worth. I yeah. I do know that the that new series of uh, the U.S. General boxes, at least at least their carts, because they have like a snap-on uh, knockoff cart, like the flip top. Yep. Yep. I know those. I don't know if they did it on the boxes too, but on those at least they went to a snap-on style drawer release, because they originally just had one little tab on the one side of the drawer. Mm-hmm. On the general boxes, which was really annoying if you're walking to it from the other side of the box. Yep. You had to walk all the way to the other side to open the drawer, but now they have a... There's a, basically a slider across the entire lip of the drawer, and you can just pull on it wherever. You just push to the side a little bit and pull the drawer open. Mm-hmm. I know they were swapping the VAT, because that's a really popular thing with the snap-on boxes. Yep. Yeah, that's what the U.S. generals where I work have. Yeah, I think that's a they're they're really upping their uh, quality to be honest, and it always it pains me because I, you know, it's usually oh Harbor Freight sucks, but like they have a lot of nice stuff now, and uh, like they just came out with a lot of new pliers that are basically exactly the same as some Snap On ones. Dude, well, I, think I the thing with their... Harbor Freight, sorry to cut you off, Luke. That people don't that people underestimate is yes, it's cheap stuff, but they do they're. Because it's so cheap, people like tons of people buy that shit, and it's iterative, right? And they have a return policy. You can just return it, right? If they have a high influx of people returning something, you have a bunch of samples of how it fucking broke, and you can look at that if you're a good company and iterate on that, and then you sell more of a cheap product with slight tweaks that make it so it doesn't break in the way that everybody's breaking it, as long as it's like a reasonable break and not just somebody beating on it, breaking it. Um, and you end up with a product that ends up not being that bad. I mean, I think the quality of all their stuff over the years has gotten, you know, just better all around for a lot of lot of tools. Especially like, I mean, it's apparent with the icon stuff that they have. I mean, they make some pretty solid tools. If you, you know, as long as you're not buying precision things, I would I would think you'd, you know, you're pretty damn good. All I'm my be honest with you. sockets have been good. Like they're not snap on but they're they're solid right like how do you mess up a socket make it too thin yeah i suppose but they're not too thin that's for sure <laughs> if anything they're too yeah. thick uh um, yeah icon ones are actually really comparable to snap on ones mm-hmm. and that's coming from somebody that has both you can always look <laughs> at blue point too i don't know if blue point makes boxes or not but it's like the snap on they make blue point makes they have like some small roll around carts that are blue point but they don't make boxes it's yeah. kind of you, it's all you kind of really need if i'm being honest do you really need like a 10 foot box like a, a multi box no but i'd like a just a standard 72 inch i want something that i don't have to change i you don't uh my like you would probably be okay with the like the 54 like i have you think so yeah yeah because i so the setup that i have which i used like professionally for like almost three years was my here i'll send a, I'll send a picture of it on my double base snap-on box 
And then I had a U.S. General, like, five-drawer cart that I kept, like, my main stuff in so I could roll it around close to whatever I was doing. And that even works nice in a garage. Like, I mean, you have a shop space, so that'd be fine in that, too. Yeah, that's the thing, is but, I was looking at, like, carts versus... Because for the things I have currently, yeah, a cart would work. Obviously, I mean, part of the reason I don't have a lot of shit is because I don't have anywhere to fucking put it. It just lives somewhere. Like, it doesn't have a... <laughs> it lives in a bucket or in a Milwaukee packout or in my rolly cart that has absolutely no organization whatsoever. All of my tools live in a situation like this, which is not... Yeah. Uh, at all. I need some... It needs to have... It needs to be contained somewhere, and I need to have sort of drawers to separate things. But I don't need a rolly cart because the shop isn't... It's tiny. Like, it's never going to be that big of a deal to walk to the cart. So I, I, I think a cart wouldn't be enough. And the other thing that sort of got me all tied up is I was so used to the Cornwell boxes that we had in Beverly. And obviously that was like, you know, Jacob owns them now. At the time, it wasn't really either of ours. I guess technically they were his because he took over the shop. But like, I mean, for all of... All, intents and purposes at the time that they were in the shop it was you know uh our tools so to speak um and just the organization of that box and how you know, the things that were in there like if i were to set a box up i probably would just instinctually set it up like that fucking box because i'm so used to where everything lived in that box and i enjoyed the organization of it the guy who had it before jacob did was uh you know he was a you know, a, a do-all mechanic for years and years and years, and the system worked when we put this shit away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know part of the problem. Well, ninety percent, not ninety. I'd say about sixty percent of the time, the tools were piled up on top of the boxes. <laughs> yeah, that's usually and one of us would get pissed and uh, put them all away, and then you have a reset. But I don't know. I. Here. I kind of like sizing and like see I, that box might have been a fifty, but the other thing that would that, with that is if it's if it's got a workspace on top, working space in my shop until I have that table built, which hopefully this week or next I should have done. I'm trying to really just crank that out. It's oh, almost yeah. there. I just need to weld it together and get the material for the legs. Um, so here. I've crammed, I'm only going to send a couple of these, but I've crammed so much stuff into my uh, box. And so I think if, if you could get a, um, if you could find like a deeper box, you'd be okay with the 54, mm -hmm. like a 30 inch deep, which is what mine is. But if you can't find the 30, like a, somewhere in like, the, I think they're 28 or a 30 is usually like the standard deep. Mm -hmm. then I would, if you can't find the deep and you can only get like a 24 deep, then go with like a 72 inch wide. Yep. Because you really make up a ton of room with the, the depth. extra depth. And the one that I have, I have the depth and I have an extra row of drawers in. Uh, I'm trying to some of pictures. Yeah, I'm looking for them. Yeah, there's an extra row. So Snap-on made like an extra tall option. So it was like a, an extra set of drawers compared to their normal. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. That's cool. Um, Here. I'm trying to send... Like here, I've crammed 
Like, here's just some... I'm sending these in the chat really quick. I crammed a lot of stuff into my... Because I downsized. I took my double bay box home when I swapped jobs. And I have a cart at work now. Mm-hmm. And so I have most of my stuff at home. And I crammed so much stuff into that box. And I still have a couple of drawers that have a little bit of open space. Waiting on these pictures. They're 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 sending. There you go. That is a solidly set up box. I pride myself in a nice organization in those because it's so annoying. Like Graham was just saying, it makes things so much better when you have, like, you know where everything is. Oh, yeah. and the other thing that's going to ruin me is we had multiple sets of. Oh, we had two, yeah. There were two sets of wrenches. Uh, metric and standard. You know, you never, you're always going to want, there's always the chance you need to. Um, like 13s and shit, we, there were like six of them in this yeah. box, just in like a pile in the corner. It's like, oh, you need, you need three 13s. Well, there you go. Or one of them's missing because it's out in the, out on the floor somewhere. There's another one in there. Right. And obviously, I'm not going to like buy everything for this all at once, but that's just sort of the shit I'm thinking about because I've seen how toolboxes that you actually fucking use are set up is, you sort of have all this stuff, and there's you, you, you don't just buy one set of things. And no. I have a lot of duplicates and a lot of and sockets and shit, right? You get the chromes, you get the you know, chrome deep, chrome shallow, chrome or uh, uh, impact well, yeah. deep, impact shallow, all that shit. Like, you just like it really opens up too when you get into like midwell lengths and wobble yes, sockets. Yes. And well, that like... was the thing is <laughs> Jacob had a, a bunch of the, the mid size ones too, and that's like 90% of what we used. Those things were magnetic. They just went on the lift arms. They were always there when you needed them, right? So I like I I know what I what I need to be productive because I've had what I needed to be productive, but uh, I just don't have it anymore because it wasn't mine. So <laughs> it sucks starting uh from the ground up basically, but I have I have the bare necessities to get what I need done. But I know I can be more productive if I have all these things. And I know how I want it organized, and I know I just need a box. That's that's where I'm at. So, uh. um, now there's a uh, there's a brand I'm gonna I completely forgot about what it is now. There was a brand that I was looking at before I got my Snap-on box from my buddy. That is, it's very similar to the Snap-on boxes and like the Maco boxes. At a, mm -hmm. it, it's Extreme Tools. That's what it is. I haven't heard of that. It's like a, they've been around a while, but they aren't as known. And I know I've read a lot of good reviews on their boxes because they also make gear wrench toolboxes. This is okay, yep. like made, uh, main company. Gotcha. Here, Graham, if you want to, I know I was like looking at buying one of these and they have several different sizes. Um, here's a link. I think they got bought out by this Rock and Toolboxes brand, but they have some like nice stuff for the price too. It's mm. probably pretty comparable to the uh, Icon boxes. Yep. And the price, other thing is probably. just like like the, the placement of the drawers and shit. Like honestly, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the newer stuff. Like <laughs> the 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 setup that we had prior. I really I liked how it was organized and. I haven't seen in any, of, and I've only looked in like, I've only looked for like, maybe, you know, two hours here and there at stuff 
randomly, but none of them really have the layout that I like, right? It's it's that right-hand drawer set, the smaller ones on the right. They're all too skinny. They all the um it's they only have like one deeper one and I would like two of the mid-depth ones and then like I don't need a deep drawer on the bottom like on one side. The other side sure you, you left or right whatever, you have a deeper drawer, but yeah. I like the mid-sized drawers cuz that's like honestly where where half inch sockets and shit would live. That's just because that's just the setup that I is in my head that's that's what I like. It's what I'm used to sort of deal and a lot of boxes nowadays just don't do that it seems or maybe it's something you have to I don't know so there's I, I gotta do more research on on things I'm kind of particular about it because I'm already set in what I know I want yeah so it's kind of fucking me uh, and I definitely am gonna have to compromise in some ways but uh I know a lot of them a lot of the newer stuff they have the bigger drawer on they either have two like double stacked bigger drawers like for the for the narrow width, mm-hmm. but the deeper, they'll either double stack them or they'll do one on each side because one of them will be a power drawer since those yeah. are really popular now. So people will like put their battery chargers and stuff in one of them. Yep. But like I'm I don't know if you're like me where you have that on some shelf somewhere in the corner of the shop anyway. Yeah, I mean I've just got like, them on the sitting all in one space. I don't need it to take yeah. a drawer in the toolbox. Exactly. Like, I don't need I don't need all of my chargers in a drawer. It's not like I'm leaving them in a shop space for somebody to take. Like it's yeah. a six hundred square foot space that I lock up and it's like everything is in there. Like I could leave anything wherever the fuck I want and you know it's it's an inconspicuous building. There's no windows. Like I'm not concerned about people going in and like stealing shit. Uh or people coming in and stealing shit. I'm not in a in a public space where people are wandering around looking at tools and toolboxes. So uh, it doesn't really appeal to me that much. It actually seems I would think that would be more of a pain versus just having it on the top of the box or something. It just yeah. in my application. That's so, why I don't like them either. I I'd rather not have a power drawer just to have diff- like a another normal storage option just because it's kind of pointless with how I have everything. Yep. Too. I mean, definitely makes sense for like somebody in in a you know working at a dealership or something. Oh, def- definitely, box, yeah. Like, yeah, not for oh, like twenty two. Oh, the U.S. General ones are only twenty two inches deep. That's kind of lame. Yeah, that's that's sort of what I didn't like about that when I was looking that's, at those, which is yeah, why I rolled really over to the icon because I was like, man, that seems a little deeper. But yeah, I think you're probably right. If I could find like a thirty inch. 52 i'd probably be set and that would take up less space on the mine's yeah mine's the 30 by it's 54 i think okay and then it's the extra tall and so like if you're ever if you're looking on like used ones on marketplace they have uh like at least the snap-on used ones Mm -hmm. there's three uh of the really short drawers instead of two Yep. So the, the shorter ones, there's only two of the like really short drawers. Mm-hmm. But personally, I think that's the way that I would go with the situation that you're looking at. Yep. Is marketplace finding somebody because some of them are dirt cheap too. Yep. Especially for what they are. And I've even seen some that were like some estate sale, and it was like a wife that was selling it because her husband died and she didn't know what it was. So it was like mm, a fully. Yeah. My buddy's even gotten that. He got a fully loaded triple bay Matco box. Damn. 
for like fifteen hundred bucks. You're telling I'm me right now cool. some some mechanic's wife isn't gonna know about his snap on tool bill. Yeah, he's just hiding you, it from do her. You think, do you think that they tell their wife how much all of that costs? <laughs> no, absolutely not, dude. Because <laughs> it's an absurd amount of money, especially yeah. if you're a snap on whore, and I've never understood it. Like every electric almost every electric tool that snap-on sells whether that be their electric um uh or the digital sorry uh torque wrenches and all that stuff it's it's just rebranded snap-on or it's rebranded from another company and you can buy the original version if you do some research for half the price or less there's like, a guy on um tiktok that does that i think his tiktok's mr subaru i've seen a ton of his videos He's really good about finding the like original company manufacturer, that manufactures like, yeah. them and then finding their version of it. So it's the exact same thing. It'll be like the same part number with like a different letter for the different brand. Yep. And it's like at least half the price. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. I've never been sold on, on the Snap-on stuff. There's certain things that I, you know, from Snap-on that I, I do like. I like their, uh, their, Three quarter inch impact gun, thing's amazing. I love it. I've loved it since I ever saw one. And uh, they're three eighths. Three eighths. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was like, bro, what? When did you pick up a three quarter? I'm like, holy no, 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 yeah, three, shit! Their little three eighths gun is nice. It's yeah, way better I, than the, the Milwaukee one. one. We have the same one, Graham. The green, the high vis. Oh, you have the high vis too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like have all of my stuff is high vis, dude. I love high vis. <laughs> All of the snap-on stuff that I have in me is as, as much high-vis as I can get. Yep. The little double trigger thing it's got on it and this, the form factor, right? It, it's... Yep. It might not be nearly as reliable as the Milwaukee, you know, year over year, I guess, but the the thing is just a better form factor in, in every way. So that's like the one electric snap-on tool that I have known i want it. it's the only one i need i don't need any other electric snap-on milwaukee makes equivalents for everything else i i do like the snap-on long neck ratchets i have a 38 version i did well at least i think milwaukee has a new version now but i originally liked it because the head is a smaller size the the fuel version of the milwaukee ones was a really bulky ratchet yeah. head no I, uh, I don't know the milwaukee stuff is always a little bulky i mean they're it's okay when it's a half inch gun, but their three quarter inch gun is so like yes, it's stubby, but it's still like a like a beer can. Try to jam yeah. it yeah. into places. It just doesn't. It's not as convenient. So, so on the note of electric tools, um, I think that that's what Morgan's getting me for Christmas is a M eighteen. So I might finally move into the realm of normal people. <laughs> ruined your own Christmas present? What a fucking animal. <laughs> Who would want to know their Christmas present? Um, I'm just guesstimating because she asked me to send her an Amazon wish list and she texted me back red and that was the only red thing on there. So, like... so, not, so you're doing even worse. Guessing your Christmas present so that way the person <laughs> feels yeah. bad when they don't get it. That is the worst thing Oof. you can do. Good thing oh, Morgan doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, Morgan doesn't give a fuck about the podcast and doesn't care that it <laughs> exists. Like, I highly doubt that she would be all that upset that I guesstimated that there was a possibility that I might get an M18. Um... 
Yeah, because your house but, is massive, and she's definitely not hearing all that you say right now. <laughs> are you kidding me? She's out at a fucking basketball game right now. We're she doing plays basketball? Fine. Uh, no, she's a assistant coach. WNBA, you don't know? What the hell? Not, like, actually doing coaching, but, like, in helping to take care of the kids and whatnot. She does after-school stuff almost, like, She does Special Olympics night. basketball. Uh, she does Special Olympics, but that's separate from the basketball and the football. Uh, okay. Interesting. That's kind of cool, though. He that. likes it, so... Whatever. Um, but back to the uh, subject of tool storage. Um, after wheeling with Tim, I need to get some of those roll-up like uh, sleeves for holding yeah. tools in. Because all of my tools end up in the Jeep. Like There isn't a ton of room to store stuff inside of the house. So... I was talking with Sam, and we might do a custom Milwaukee packout mount for one side, and then do the Galaxy basket on the other side. And Galaxy the- basket. The fuck is Hell that? Yeah. It's his little basket thing. He makes a trail basket. It's pretty cool. Um, I haven't seen it in person. I think it's funny because it's called the I Galaxy saw a basket. Of it, I think. Yeah, but that doesn't <laughs> count. Pictures don't yeah, do no. any justice. I honestly, I like it, but like, I don't know if I want one. I don't know what I'd put in it. Like, I don't know. Um, so he'd have I to sell like, me on it. I feel like with the roll up tool things, it would be a good fit. And then, like, you know, a place to store the normal ATF, uh, power steering fluid and engine oil and all that stuff. And then fuel get pump, one of the mill fuel pump. Uh yeah. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that that hurt a little, but like put one know. side closer to the uh passenger window, one to the driver window, and like, you know, just have a nice easy access point to get the tools. I think yep. that'd be kinda cool. I've thoroughly enjoyed having my pack out boxes that I upgraded to. In my Jeep. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, very nice. Very nice being able to take them out. Yeah, Grams has taken quite the beating. um, And, like, it can snap into something that bolts into the Jeep. That's fucking awesome. The only thing that I'll get a little bit boned on is the cooler. But, like... Right now, I've stolen. No, no, no you get the packout cooler. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say that you get the packout cooler, and then you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, but like, I'd rather have actual tools with me. At yeah, this point. get a double plate. My Jeep have a not reliable, and then a cooler. Have oh, a, a tool packout and a cooler packout. Problem solved. Touche. Boom. And then you have the normal setup that you need for a like a typical pack out size so then you can mix and match you can have all sorts of other shit just make sure when you design it that you design it with the center latch because the one that sean has doesn't have the space for the center latch and he's like the biggest pack out guy i know he's got more pack out shit than he's got like pack out things i didn't even know existed like this you could fit like a body in one of these pack out crates that he has so he's always got some a bunch of shit and we put this pack out plate in and it doesn't have the center cutout for the normal size like bigger 
pieces. Oh, really? So it kind of fucks him. It's got the smaller side ones for the little little guys, but not oh. the center one. So he can like jam things in there, but they don't stay because it doesn't clip. So he has to like ratchet strap it down, and it. I don't know. Every time it's I see it, it makes me thing. sad. I might try and like plasma cut the third hole out, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. I, I mean that's a... in my shop, so it's very possible I could just plasma cut that fucking thing and uh, make it work. But I have to be precise with my cuts, I guess. Yeah, I just I'm at a point now where I'm tired of wondering where what tool is, and then I'm also tired of having to play the game of all right. So I need to stack this on top of this, and then we can get that to wedge underneath the seat. And, like, all of that bullshit. I'm just over that shitty storage setup. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the rough ha- rough part of, you know, not having tool storage outside of your vehicles, which I've had problems with for years prior to having this shop. And now I just dump it in a corner in the shop. But prior, it was all just in, in you know, the truck or in the Jeep. And it's like, well, where's this tool and i don't know it's is it in the jeep or is it in the truck and the truck and the jeep are never usually in the same spot unless i'm wheeling so then you end up with like anytime you're working on things at home and you don't have a space for your tools and shit you're like well shit i need that and it's in the jeep and the jeep's a half an hour away or vice versa and uh then you get you know it's a giant mess so i don't know how you solve that problem but i feel your pain you have two sets of tools, like I do. Yep, yep. Because <laughs> that's One the problem point. that I would come into with my. I'd be like, oh, I have that at work, but that's thirty minutes away at work and not at home. So yep. now I have almost two of everything. Yep. It's really annoying, but I do think it's really beneficial to sit down and uh, figure out mostly of just just what you need for the Jeep mm-hmm. to fix but the Jeep, so you don't have like. Up. 50 extra pounds worth of tools because i know a couple people that have like like an entire like 300 piece tool set or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like you realistically are going to use like 25 of those mm-hmm. i you agree know? um but on the other hand i do also like having the ability to store the majority of my tools in the jeep uh just for the simple fact of if I need it, I've got it. Um, I don't yeah. know if that's because I'm used to working out of two bags that get shoved behind my seats in a specific <laughs> manner to hold the socket set and the wrench set down. Um, and then you run the strap over the cage and like it kind of ties everything down. It's great. Uh, don't worry about it. Um it's got a couple of light flops on that system and it's proven to work well. Um, but I don't want to keep using that. So, yeah. I can also, tell you like, that. What, sorry, go ahead. Um, ratchet strapped bags in your floorboard do not hold up very well to rollovers <laughs> because I did that and then. After that trip, I redid all of my uh, storage because my bags were no longer where they had been originally. (laughs) 
That's funny. Is it Cody? So the, is it Cody? Have you rolled yet? Huh? Nope. Nope. You know, I'm just, I'm just bad skilled that I just, you know, I get out of rolls, but you know, it's fine that you're cool <laughs> being a bad driver. It's all right. <laughs> uh, no. Easy to say when you're not a driver. Wait, that's fancy, Graham. Didn't you roll in the exact spot that I drove through with Luke's Jeep not even five minutes before you and then <laughs> pulled out of the rumble, but then you flopped it? That's crazy. Oh, because didn't we argue the fact that mine wasn't a flop? You know? Bitch. Fired. <laughs> you weren't just... even in the same fucking line by the time Yeah, because I was got... in the proper line because I was driving correctly. You, were, you sat there for longer than I did. You yeah, know what you were yeah, driving yeah. though was somebody else's rig. Mm, I was. That's a good point. See, Graham, now that would have been an argument with validation. You're holding oh, a Graham, different line story. You know, I don't like that. I don't know. Legitimately sense. was. If you I watched the videos of where I went and I watched <laughs> you go up, you mm. were slightly more right than I was. Obviously, you didn't sink into the hole as much. It's not my also, fault. You chose a bad line. You know? I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> Going into that situation. My door and B pillar were still intact. Coming out, they had very visibly <laughs> at the halfway point on the door made solid contact with a rock to the point that it deformed the B pillar. Crash line choice all around. That that's not a uh, um, you can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna continue to use that and laugh at it. But anyways, I think we're starting to slow down to steal Cody's uh, thunder here. Oh, I was eating, so that's why I wasn't tripping it. <laughs> no, no, that's well, what right. have we been going for? Probably about we're probably got two, two hours, hours under here. Yeah, we're on two, hours. About two I hours. think this is pretty good for a Edison Tesla baboon disease toolbox. <laughs> uh, Dana thirty. We, we never even got back to the Comanche. Uh, no, I we missed never out on, I, I missed out on that too. I hopped in at like the tail of that. Well, you have to listen to the episode. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just yeah. stop when I hop in because I already know how it goes. <laughs> it's <laughs> shitty. Um, a par- partial listen time on it. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> any final thoughts? No, sir. You take it away. My tire is bald. Same. If you're going to go wheeling... Is- MTR. <laughs> There's a reason they stopped making them. <laughs> I didn't realize that they go... did. God they, damn. I, I found that out the other day, actually. Even there, like I know they didn't stop. They didn't make the stickies anymore, but they didn't. They don't make the DOTs either. No, because nope. they're trash. Wow. They don't make them. They're discontinued. What tire? MTR. MTR. Oh, too many bad batches. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a shame. It was uh, a little bit. Speaking of bad batches, real quick, apparently Interco was having a bad batch with their sticky SX2. Ooh. I found out. What's wrong with them? What are they doing? I, I honestly don't know what the issue is, but I know through Paul from Missouri mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> that they were... I don't know what the problem is, but supposedly a bunch of people were having a problem and Interco offered to just send everybody a check for how much that they paid for the tires as long as they sent them pictures of the DOT numbers with a hole drilled into the sidewall so the tire was destroyed. Damn. Huh. 
Well, there's probably going to be a lot of vulcanized SX2 stickies out there for sale before long. <laughs> I was just going to say vulcanizer, bitch. Yeah, but yeah. if it's close to the bead, though, like even vulcanized and or a tube, that would be kind of reckless. Yeah, a tube would be perfectly fine. With club, yeah, just... especially. I mean, oh, yeah. Nah, just put right a boot on it and run it. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, boot it. Dude, uh, on a weird note, Discount Tire, where they're like meticulous about stuff. I had to get my rim swapped, so I brought that uh, Nitto that's been like patched on the inside with the shittiest vulcanizing job you've ever seen. And they're like, um, you know, we can't do this. And I'm like, you can't? And they're like, no, this tire is not fit for road use. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. We're swapping it for a tire that on the sidewall, it literally says not for highway use. Nothing here is getting driven down the road. And they're like, oh, hang on. So they call the manager. The manager comes out and he goes, yeah, it does say not for highway use. This is an ag tire. Walks away. <laughs> so they mounted this booted vulcanized shitbag nitto didn't bother to balance it nope fuck it That's run awesome. that shit and um yeah so also on the note of the sx2s i'm super excited for that if that does end up happening because i would happily grab a set of 42s um but I have zero complaints about the Mickeys either. I, I just they DB'd way too often. Uh that that I am not <laughs> willing to blame the Mickeys. I'm gonna blame those shitty fucking rims that we were bending back with right. I have some rock rings that I'm never going to use that you are free to have. If you would like to keep those rims. Otherwise, I'm keeping them and putting them on a set of rims, a 17-inch rim that I will inevitably at some point have that is a steely that needs a rock ring. Um, honestly, you can hold on to them. Um, I'm really hoping I can sell that Comanche without having to put too much effort into it. Um, I was talking with Built for the East. They're... Their price on a set of the Vision beadlocks can't be beat. Yeah, that like, looks pretty cheap right now. Um, I I'm was not a fan of my dirties. The dirties are you nice. have been? I, no, I have been. Sorry, I have okay. been a fan of mine. I like them. I mean, I've beat the, the crap out of them too. So the dirty lifes are nice, but um. I was looking on Amazon and they changed the skew on the Amazon listing I was following. So now they're the simulated beadlocks, which kind of sucks. Um, so the next closest in price is the Visions from Built for the East. He was like th close to 310 uh, beadlock. It's about the same I as didn't the think lifestyle, yeah. That's not terrible for an aluminum beadlock. No, it's not bad. But 
I think yeah. that's less than I paid for my dirt. No, that is less than I paid for my dirties when I got them. And I got a good deal on mine too. But that was also like two years ago. Yeah, by the time that I get done paying tax, it's probably going to be like three thirty. But that's not terrible. I'm only going to buy four of them. I was like, um, I think with the the ring spacers because I had to get ring spacers for the Mickey's that I have because the bead is yeah. so thick. I think for five, all said and done, that was like eighteen hundred. That ain't that's bad. not terrible, no. but it's still a lot of money. Yeah, but I've used them. Yeah, I I could buy a set of like the Dirty Life. Um, what are they? The steel bead locks, like you have, Graham. But after watching how much shit those have given you, I don't know if I want to buy them. Only the driver sides. The passenger sides don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's the I dumbest mean, thing. It's just that half. And I think it's partially just from that shitty line that Cody made me do. Um, oh my, I didn't make you do anything. No, no I made Cody do that. And then Cody yeah, well, doing I only that did it because Cody did it. it. Yeah, exactly. So it's Cody's fault. Um, no, wouldn't it be my fault for making Cody do it? No, you were drunk. You weren't. You didn't have the proper um, uh, <laughs> brain capacity to choose a good line. Cody could have done better. I okay. Yep, I hold you to a higher standard here. <laughs> um, Cody, are you going to defend yourself? I don't know. I mean, that, or are you going to no, let those go? no. those rims are okay for what they do. They, I, I mean, I was pretty upset with them. Uh, at good evening, but I already I had the onboard air just sitting in the shop. I should have just fucking put that shit on, knowing that I was going into that with a problem. And after that trip, I did go and put that on. And honestly, after having the onboard air on, it doesn't matter. Like I could care less. They they run out of air. Okay, stop. Give me like two minutes to fill it up with air, and we're good to go. Um, and if I take the rings off and clean them out, they'll be fine. Or I buy a new ring. They're like 20 bucks. Ultimately, like, for how long they've held up with the rings that they've had and how much I've beat on them, and I've learned a lot about how I need to handle the thing to make it work. Yes, would a set of aluminums be better? But then look at Curtis's wheels. He's, I mean, granted, that's a 42. You've got different uh, bead problems because it's just that much bigger of a tire carcass. but like i think regardless you can have issues like whether it's the outer bead or the inner bead or what and i've never had an inner bead issue with those those rims it's just the outer bead gets beat to shit and i think there's ways around that so and just having air on on the truck makes it not a problem so yeah yeah the other point that i'll throw out there is uh talking with another guy i was looking at a set of methods for 390 a rim mm -hmm. um i i don't know i feel like if i'm gonna drop the money i've already spent the money on stickies why not get a decent set of aluminum rims to go with the stickies at this point mm -hmm. that's the thing is i don't have a, a good set of stickies they're a beat set of stickies that i love but they don't have a fancy rim. Sticky. Well, what are you doing? You're going to have nine inches and no stickies? 
No, I'm not. I'm not gonna have stickies. <laughs> I did buy used tires too for the nines. Damn. So All yeah, but I'm actually used tire. <laughs> you need to you need to win a lottery like Curtis. Oh, I do. I I actually have been looking. There's been a couple of waffles that have popped up lately. I've been looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Look, these have the Brandito sauce in them. They're his old 40 inch Pro Comps. So. Okay. Okay. I think it's a reasonable uh, alternative to a sticky for the time I being. I don't know. I've never had good luck with pro comps, but your mileage is very. I have His... had no experience with them, but I paid so little for them that it's hard to pass them. So, Grembo, his are the ones that are made by Maxis, and they have the same compound that the Razor or rxr or whatever the fuck it is tires that you have had okay okay they're pretty Um, they're pretty soft yeah they're uh they seem like a really nice tire um the the mt2 i think it is i have one of them mounted already it's one of the few tires that kind of pains me that they don't offer it in a sticky because it would end up having the same compound if it's made by Maxis as a trep tire, but probably 200 to 350 bucks cheaper per tire. And I think that would be sick. I would love to see that hit the market. You gotta um, repaint that wheel, boy. That thing's ugly. Repaint it. It's dirty, dude. That's what it is. Oh. I didn't, I didn't, wash even, it I didn't clean it. Yeah, I didn't clean it. The <laughs> rings beat up, but the rest of it's just dirt. Okay. <laughs> it looks like it's just like scraping paint. It looks like the paint scraped off those two spokes. Honestly, <laughs> I kind of like it. I think that's Good Evening Ranch dirt, I'm pretty sure. Probably is. I still have Good Evening Ranch dirt on my Jeep. It's disgusting. Yeah. I thought um, it was impressive coming home from that park and having rock rash on my inner lip of my wheel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cool. I, my, my inner lip of my rim on the front is dented. I was like, how the fuck? Oh, man. <laughs> So I bet the inner lip of the rear passenger wheel, I had to fix that at AOP with a fucking set of crescent wrenches. No, fucking the rim bent. We get back to the fucking campsite and like I used Graham's Jeep to knock the rim off of the bead because it was already flat at that point. And like I had two crescent wrenches and was going to town. Oh, and he was up- hand he asked for a hammer. I'm gonna tell the story here because you were grumpy. Uh Luke's uh, grumpy. He asked for a hammer. Curtis being, you know, the sort of Curtis he is. Uh, was like, well, I don't have a hammer either, but I'll ask for one. And he asks, goes around to the other group we were kind of floating around with. Uh, they don't have a hammer, but they had a crescent wrench. So they hand him, Luke, Curtis hands Luke, grumpy Luke, a crescent wrench. <laughs> and uh, L- Luke wasn't, was visibly not pleased by this, but he knew what he needed to do and made it work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was talking about when we got back to camp. Oh, it defeated on its way back to camp. <laughs> Basically, it was yeah. so flat that we had 
I used your Jeep to drive up on it, and then two and it just popped and off. That's right. It was. Yeah. A, I've never seen a bead so loosely fitted to a rim. Dude, those rims are terrible. If I had a set of Super Duties on for that weekend, I wouldn't have had any of those problems. No, I don't think you would have. Which is terrible. But you wouldn't have had that sick stance. <laughs> it does look good. I, I will say that. So, you know, whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. Get out of here. Welcome back, Rambo. Get out of here. By the way, Nick, I am deeply depressed with you for not coming to AOP. Uh, um, his Jeep has no axles. I was selling my buggy that weekend. Terrible. You've been um, trying to sell that thing anyways. for months. I was in Just Michigan selling my buggy. Wait, you so brought it to you... him? He paid me. He paid me a delivery fee. Damn, alright. That's pretty rad. I, I, went, I went to Brandito's house, and we partied there Saturday night, and then I drove 45 minutes to the guy's house. Hell yeah. Not terrible. So um, it, was, it was worthwhile for me. Um, but w- would you have rather me come down to AOP with no rig or sell the buggy so I could actually afford the nines that I had ordered before even selling the buggy? All right. So I'm going to well, give that seems that like one a poor you, financial but... decision. It wasn't because the buggy sold. So then it's all good. <laughs> well, it was the until the buggy checks sold. Out. <laughs> I, was, I was betting on this guy actually pulling through and buying the buggy, and he did. So it's good. <laughs> I can't fault you there, basically. So, um, would you rather see me not break rear sixty shafts anymore, or have I mean, that is pretty funny. I kind of, I it got is, it is kind of funny. I, it. I thought it was funny that I broke that many. I in am such a short starting, period of time. I am mildly concerned for my Sterling. Why? So. Because uh, I had the shafts out of it before I put the... That's your problem. You don't take the shafts yeah, out. No, that's <laughs> Don't when, question yeah. it. You only Bend uh, makes them stronger. <laughs> they are solidly bent from their time with the Nittos, and I'm like, I haven't been any nicer to it on the stickies, but it goes a lot better now. Fuck. Yeah, it's because it's got... Magic juice in the factory shafts, so don't wear it out by taking them out and questioning them, or they will break on you. Magic juice. Yeah, oh. magic juice. That's, no, that's what it is. You don't take them out unless they're broken. Yep. <laughs> the less not you power, are, the better. Mm-hmm. They are getting to that point, so no, I might not. replace them. You don't know anything about how axle shafts wear. <laughs> They get stronger with age. It's like a fine wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that I'll be sitting there at the fucking pick your random black obstacle in Leatherwood being like, oh yeah, these things fucking war like fine wine. Yeah. Yes, this is mint. Let me try and like fish this fucking axle shafts out of the fucking carrier so I can put a new shaft in and go and be an idiot again. And then we're going to make everyone else go and do this same stupid line. It'll be great. 
It'll yeah, be like well, me, except I did that without being on stupid lines. Yeah, you're just <laughs> driving down the trail. <laughs> I the 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 one was honestly two of them. I wasn't even in a bad spot, and they just broke. No, <laughs> at the top of Rubicon, you kind of were in a weird spot. That that was the one that was was a weird spot. Because you're kind of bound up, and then it just went cling. You're like, well, yeah. there goes that. The, the first one was up to the left of honey of honey hole and like those bigger loose rocks oh, yeah 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 at, at night the one just popped for that and i was like well, that was a weird spot for that to happen i wasn't bound up or anything <laughs> and then the third one was the like back entrance to keyhole or like the that like the other entrance in that's not like the uh main entrance i guess yeah, but the, 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 the one that uh, the or one that the, you like, yeah, the one yeah. you, you go up into and turn left as opposed to like going straight through. I'm not too sure. You know, what? you lost me. Okay, well, <laughs> either way, it was on one of the two entrances, the uh, keyhole, and it oh. wasn't like I don't think I was even that bound up, but oh, it just popped. yep, yep. That was the that one was where the somebody took one... a video of Kyle blacked out in my Jeep. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that I walked through. That was the first attempt through yeah. the keyhole. That I got pissed I'd... for the second attempt and uh, didn't attempt that because there were too many drunken idiots. There was quite a lot. I didn't try it until... I don't remember what his name is. Whoever spotted Graham through. I'm completely... Timmy. Timmy, yeah. I waited until after Graham made it through and Timmy was spotting me. Timbo is a uh, fairly decent spotter and an excellent shit talker. I, I do really like the video that I have of that where he was telling me that I basically had to do what Graham did, which was obliterate his header panel and his fender. Yep. And, you, and you hear him. I'm like lined up in the video. You hear him go, yeah, right there. You're just going to have to give it a little fender bump. <laughs> it'll be good and then i get into it completely miss my fender i caved in my passenger door on the rock like it's, it's touching the dashboard it's caved in so far what? that is amazing uh and it doesn't open anymore but he sure got me on a line that would get me up through there though and i was like that's pretty good that's pretty sweet so he comes down after spotting you and he goes Hey, I got whiskey in my pocket. You could use a shot after that whole shit show. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I'm doing shots with him as you're fucking bouncing out the backside of Keyhole. Fucking. I was, I was getting winched out of Keyhole, to be honest. Touche. I wasn't throwing you under the bus for that, but I'll, you can I'll throw do yourself it. I'll under do it the bus. I'll do it myself because I'll be I'll, I'll be on a different bus next time. The short bus. The old, uh, yeah, except yeah. It'll be, like an, it'll be like an actual short bus and not one of like the mini short buses. This there's even more retarded short buses. Oh man. Yeah, the ones that are like an E three fifty van with a bus on the back. That's what I was on originally, <laughs> and now I'm going to like one of the. Bus. One of like the full size school buses that's just short. 
That's what I'll be going to. <laughs> no, I think the Nines are going to do really good for you. And if even if they don't, they're going to look sick. They're going to look better. Oh, so people are like, oh, what's under that? I'm like, nah, I got a fucking set of nines under it. Where now you're like, you know, you kind of whisper a little bit. You're like 44 or 16. <laughs> yeah. Which I never had a problem with it up until Good Evening Ranch. And then I was like, yeah, I got to. This is, this is stupid. <laughs> so that was on my the problem. Note, so. That's how it went for me with the 50, though. No problems, no problems. And bam, bam, bam. The thing just stopped working. Yeah, shit yeah. getting old after getting beat the fuck out of after so long, you know? No, but you also just get more comfortable with it. You just That's, push the limits and you're done. Yeah, that was my... So, I was talking with Logan, and um, I'm kind of excited about this one. We're looking for a JK Dana 30, if anyone knows where we can find one. Because we're going to retube his old High Pinion 44 to JK with... And run that with a nine in the rear. Marvel just scrapped one. Oh, that's annoying. Well, it was it, cracked and broken, anyways. Yeah, we just needed knuckles. Um, oh. Oops. I have to. I told him to, to scrap it. <laughs> he was gonna try and keep it, but it would have ended up in my shop. You're fine. Feel that. Um. So I think that I have to turn down the outer like the actual tube uh for the knuckle to like i have to take a quarter inch off if i w remember correctly if we use half inch tube um to make the jk shit work and i personally am like kind of down because that's going to be a cool as fuck axle you could run 35 spline dana 44 shit in there with a 1310 U joint and a 32 spline outer. What was the what was the 44 center section from again? Uh, it is a cast wedge 44. Oh, okay. okay, okay, gotcha. Boat anchor. Yeah, it's a boat anchor. <laughs> so, but you know, do a 35 spline rear nine. That rig on 37 stickies would be kind of dirty. You say a boat anchor, Cody, but you haven't dragged your axle around on the floor yet. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's a fucking boat anchor. You could tie that to a chain and put it on a boat. Be one real expensive anchor. <laughs> Good. I'll keep that in mind that it's expensive when you go to try to buy it from me, you know, after I strip it down. Uh, I'll, just buy it. I'll just buy a scrap one for 200 bucks. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind when I come flex with my nines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, nines. You missed the conversation earlier. I'll keep that in mind while I flex my Super 60 if we go down that path. I think the nines are still cooler. They are, so. but like I can make fun of Quarter Short for how much money he spent. Um, Ooh, good yeah, point, but point. I'm going to have cooler looking axles underneath it. Yeah, but like my Cherokee's generic shitbox number three on the checklist. Yours at least has some like cool number body three. Work. No, no, no. It's probably like number four twenty. Let's be honest. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> maybe sixty nine, but four twenty is just harsh. Realistically, technically, these would still be like a three quarter ton axle. So. 
I can't. I gotta keep the namesake. I couldn't go to a full one ton. Mm. Nah, but you've got one ton parts on the outside, so. Uh, but it's a it's yeah. a half ton center, so. I mean, really, the only thing that's like sad is the nine inch rear ring gear. Yeah, it's. To it, be I mean, fair though, I'm really not all that concerned. Um, it, like we're gonna get autistic here. Um, so if you go with the two sixty four millimeter Dana sixty ring and pinion, which would be the F four fifty slash F five fifty super sixty. That puts you at a twenty nine spline pinion. Where the factory pinion is 27, the Ford ends up hitting right in the middle at 28, with more support on the pinion at the face. So, you kind of end up in the center as far as pinion strength goes. The actual ring gear is smaller, so it is weaker. That's all. Thank you for my autistic TED talk. That's where I need to determine my gear ratio for the axles, because from what I can tell, basically everything over five the fives is all a pretty slim pinion to ring gear tooth contact. Dude, like for what we were talking barely, about, barely two teeth. What we were talking about earlier, five eighty six is two and a half teeth of engagement. Like that's fine. Enjoy, have fun. I don't know if I want to go uh, that low, though. We were talking like okay. 560s, weren't we? No, we were talking 583 or 586. I forget what the ratio was. Um, but 543 is just as fine. Like, whatever. Pick one of those two ratios. Enjoy. Be done. I could do a 567 for no additional upcharge from quick performance. Okay, then do 567. Why go that deep? Why go to a 567? Um, because... because 231. He yeah, he said he was keeping the 231. Oh, also, big news to everybody Why would you do else. that, though? Yeah, why would I you do that? I offloaded the Dana 300 with the buggy. Good. Fuck that. Good. I'll buy a 205. Um, so I'm just going to wait until down the road I do an LS swap, and I'll put a different transfer case in it. Or, if you're so worried about weight savings, do the Atlas and put a crawl box in front of it. Do a low-geared Atlas and uh, have options. But I'm I'm not, like, losing anything by going to a deeper axle ratio. No. And then if he decides to put an Atlas in it, like... losing strength in your gear set, but... But Especially it's marginal. It's inches. marginal at that point between a, like a five thirteen or a five thirty eight and a five sixty seven. It's still so something. You're talking like a percentage of a tooth contact. So Graham, with what I was it's looking nine. into, the five eighty three, I think it is. Uh, you go from two and a half teeth in contact versus the five. Uh, what was it? Five forty. Um, is three. So like it's That's a very large it's a That's... half a tooth, but it's still kind of marginal when a Dana sixty with five thirty eights has two teeth in contact. Oh. 
and the nine has the pinion yeah. support. Why does it have so many more teeth? Support bearing, so it's. Well, how? What are they doing differently? What's What's uh, the magic different. juice in that pinion that gives it an extra tooth? It's a smaller ring, and it's just yeah. got more teeth on it comparatively. Mm -hmm. So then you have to put more teeth on the pinion, if I remember correctly. That's but going smaller teeth. Some... Yeah. So you really you got to get real autistic and calculate the actual contact patch area. We really don't though, because uh -huh. we know that uh -huh, Dylan. We do. Hold up! Like, hold uh... up! Hold up! Let me let me just throw this out there. We know that with a decently built nine inch center section, Dylan was able to bake break forty spline Brannock shit. So like it's strong enough for the basic bitch shit that we're doing and he's at this point we're just yeah 43s. at this point we're just being semantic we're so like hairs. we can just leave this well enough alone personally but down the road I do plan to go to a different transfer case undecided yeah. But like a 3.8 Atlas with your setup and LS and a TH 350 or 400, perfectly fine. I know you work for a speed shop, but don't go retarded with building the LS. Keep it fairly like boring because too much horse ponies makes for too many broken parts. Uh, yes, it does. I'm not gonna do. Any, he didn't I don't hear it. He did not take that. in any. No, you didn't take in any of the words he said. Though he was like, "Yeah, cool story, bro. Uh, uh, cool seven hundred horsepower." <laughs> yeah, do you want to know? <laughs> I'll keep it under a thousand. All right, Luke, you happy? <laughs> what, what cracks me up too is that um, that would be entirely taking after my boss because he's putting together a daily, quote unquote, daily driver Trailblazer SS. With a built motor that's going to be putting like a thousand horsepower to all of the wheels, as the daily each driver. individual wheel gets a well, thousand. It's all wheel. It's all wheel drive. It's an, it's oh, all wheel. Drive so two hundred fifty wheel gets two fifty. Yeah, each wheel, yeah, individually two hundred fifty. Yeah, that's more than my truck makes from the crank. But I mean, this was a discussion I had with Kyle because Kyle's going to be putting a built motor in his Jeep buggy. Um, and we've had this debate a lot because the higher the horsepower, the oh, just have him pull two spark plugs. Pull back two spark plugs. <laughs> I'll, I was just that, guy, that joke went over my head. That was from earlier. We were talking about yeah. Richie. Got it. He giggled. The <laughs> <laughs> classic puke goat and six cylinder issue. Just pull two spark plugs, then it won't blow up. <laughs> um, that does no. That works on an LED. So did you? Uh, Tyler, uh, Obertime, mm -hmm. he was running on like six or seven cylinders for like half the year and he didn't realize it. I saw him <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> he made a post about it. He was like, I finally figured out why I was having like weird issues with the LS is because one or two of the cylinders was dead. <laughs> like a spark plug issue. Like, <laughs> like the coil packs were dead and he didn't realize it. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> All right. Alright, so I know that like this is kind of repetitively dragged on and I need answers. What was the uh the rumor that was going around involving Richie's Jeep, Graham? Huh? The rumor? Yeah, I thought that oh! we were talking about some, yeah, we're talking, some spicy stuff. Here. We're talking about 
talking. doing some fix him up and and uh, uh, talking, and I need to get him a price. Mom, um, Richie, the spill the work. beans. Well, so the other week, I went down and I cleaned up my Jeep, started it, and uh, I was looking at my floors and everything, and I I I went down a rabbit hole that went from fixing my floors to possibly throwing just a full cage on the Jeep with the shock hoops and harnesses and seats and yeah. So you want my opinion from when I left Connecticut on your Jeep? Sure. All right. So from before I left, my memory is that it needs floor pans. With the extent of the floor pans it needs, if you are going to go through the effort of doing all of that work and the fact that you already have sliders and whatnot, just do the cage while you're at it and build the seat mounts off of the cage and then buy yourself a cheap set of PRP or Corbu daily driver style seats and bend the mounts out of the B-pillar because you already have to make new mounts. So why not put the cage in there while you're doing that? That was literally the thought process, Luke. That was the thought process. I was like, well, you know, I want, I got to do the floors. I'm pretty sure instead of just the driver's floor plan, now the entire floor plan. And it's like, well, I don't really want to just cut up new, uh, floors in the rear to put the um, shock hoops in. So might as well do that at the same time. It's like, well, you got to properly brace the shock for longevity and all that jazz, you know? I'm like, well, yep. when I, if I do the floors, I got to do new seats. If I do new seats, I got to do new brackets. If I do new brackets, might as well have them like done out real nice and strong. It's like, well, if I'm putting new seats in, I should also do like harness seats I'm like well if you're doing harness seats you should run a harness well to run the harness you need the fucking crossbar on your b pillar well if you're doing that you should do a cage and yeah it turns <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it very quickly turned from floors to a cage <laughs> i mean to be honest though it makes sense right like add a couple more supports into the rockers and your Jeep continues to be a solid wheeler. Um, this is getting super nitpicky here, but if you wanted to restore it a little bit, while it's at Graham's shop, go through, weld up the... Because um, I know we swapped a knuckle. I forget if we did it to the passenger or driver knuckle but weld yeah. up the little indent that gets formed from the um the brake pad sitting there put a new set of pads on it and then get a set of zj brake like uh the radial or not radial i'm sorry get the um disc brakes i don't know where radial came from but you know, and just do a very simple quality of life with a cage, new seats, and enjoy the fucking thing. Your that, shit works, so, like, get it back out and wheeling. 
other than a uh, new cross member and long arms that that's pretty much what my plan was to just get the Jeep back up and running with a cage and shit. The Clayton cross member with the weld your own three link bracket on seems to be a fan favorite at this point. The Clayton cross member is, while it looks dumb as shit, it's just a box. uh, The the strongest cross member I've seen. I've seen every other one break. I don't know if I've ever seen a Clayton one have any issues. That that was what I was leaning towards was. You you bolt that thing in, you weld it, even if you shittily weld it. I mean, I've smashed the shit out of mine, and the only thing it has problems with is putting that cross center section back in because it gets so it, the frame rails are crushing around it. <laughs> like, yeah, I couldn't when, even get the socket in the the pocket where the bolt head is because it was so pocket. crushed. <laughs> like it's well, uh, they held up. When Logan was like, I don't want to put that much time into getting uh, custom tabs cut by Sam, getting the tabs back, I was like, alright, just get the Clayton shit, because it's bomb-proof. Like, and it's not okay, that much cool. money. Like, no, it's, it's not. Was the cross were like 300 bucks? Uh, I think it was like 250 for the yeah. generic long... And I, I don't know. I was. I, I helped Marvell build his, and his is, you know, it's. The, I think it's uh, Craig's design. It's not a bad design by any means, but like, I don't know. I just saw all the potential problems with it. I was like, eh, I'll take my shitty box. My but- issue with Craig's design, and like that's just because I have Gen One. Is the side supports flex so fucking bad that I had to put tube in between it to the unibody and like weld plates in to weld the tube to weld jacking the uh, like upper arm mount up into that and then clearancing the cross member itself to get it to remount. And it was like, this is bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Sounds dumb. Well, my, my thing is I just want my... I just feel like my front end needs to do more and that it's currently limited by the short arms. 100%. 100%. Like, me, me and Cody have very similar setup builds with the main difference being the long. And C- Cody's front end fucking does leap and leaps and bounds more than mine. Yeah, it does. Uh, Not sitting in my driveway, it doesn't. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't going to go that far, Cody. I was trying to give you a little something something here. Don't give him too much. He's got a Clayton Cross member. It works. Roast himself himself like I did earlier. It's fine. Oh, bro. (laughs) Self-deprecating jokes are my favorite. What do you mean? (laughs) You know. Also, the Cross member is $430 now. Oh. The Clayton one? Damn. One. The three you can find them for cheaper. Um, the three link version. You don't have to buy the three link version. You buy the standard long arm, like generic and then put one. Put the bracket on top. So that yeah. one yeah. was like a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, uh, hundred bucks. We okay, saw so them for two fifty. Right 
No, it was like three something. Wait, let me find it again. It's uh, not actually that much cheaper. It's $380. Oh, mm. what the fuck? It used to be cheaper. Yeah, but I think their three-link one, they like it on the driver's side, don't they? Yeah, yeah. so it doesn't help uh, you anyways. Yeah, fuck that. Then you, you, wanna, you, just get a, shit. you just get a different one. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> honestly, if you like had to buy one part of a three-link before you built the rest of it, I'd buy that. Like, It's strong where it needs to be strong. It's got does, you know, there's... It's just an okay design that works. It's more than okay. I'd say it's adequate. Okay and adequate are different. I've built built (laughs) my own cross number for cheaper than that. Yeah, but uh, is it dumb? Probably, knowing Nick. I have never had a problem with it. It's 2 by 8 rectangle. 2 by 8 Somehow... Two what by eight, three sixteenths. Three sixteenths, two by eight. That's a big, fat boy. Big and dumb, and I've never had a problem with it. Yeah, I suppose. Dude, somehow through my special ed course, I managed to bend half inch wall on fucking that cross member that uh, Sam built for me. <laughs> well, that's because like, it's just a tube. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's some serious special ed willpower right there. Nah, I don't know. I think square tube and like a cross member application is stronger. I would agree, honestly. I, I've everything that I've done for belly stuff has been rectangle or square. There's just more. There's more material, even if it's a thinner, slightly thinner material. Um, All right. Well, I went quarter cross. inch, and I mean I've dented it a little bit, but never like. Not to any point that I'd be concerned about it. So. I was surprised. I will leave it at that. But, you know, it is what it is. Three hours, by the way. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Are we winding down yet, Cody? Oh, my God. The whole conversation had my pussy so dry. I mean, God damn. Surprised anybody's listening now. Are Look, we I ready know, to wrap I, up, Cody? I know the the welder boys that were really like something to listen to for the whole day, like Kyle and Frankie. So here they go. Yep. Hey, they Frankie, sit there and they weld and they listen all day. Mm. So give Good them for a them. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the boys. Honestly, shout out to the boys. Yeah. Hey, Frankie, plugs out of your truck for the way home. <laughs> That's a treat. <laughs> Stave on fuel. <laughs> Put Frankie. a pan. Oh, go ahead, Luke. God damn it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn it. Frankie, when you get this, please tag me in this week's episode review. It'll it'll boost my uh serotonin level a little bit. The review? Where does he send you a review? Uh every week in the Good Evening Ranch retards chat. Yeah. <laughs> Or the Snapchat group. Oh, gotcha. It depends on how he's feeling that week. <laughs> but anyways, any final thoughts? No siree, Bob. Take it away, champ. All right. Well, on that note, if you're going to go wheeling and buy a set of fucking stickies, don't be like me. Buy the beadlocks. And, you know, remember, every little fuck up on the way there it's still the way that you gotta go to get to your destination so enjoy it
that was kind of weak sauce. When you bought the stickies. I'm just gonna pull a couple plugs on you, Luke. God damn, that sucked. <laughs> Fuck off. 